Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. In today's episode of the podcast, I had a great opportunity to sit down with a good friend uh, in the fitness industry, Zach Whitmer, and we talked about a lot of stuff from fatherhood to an extreme fat loss journey, like over 100 pounds, I think it was like 120 pounds, to almost getting in a fight with Michael Jackson. We talked about a lot of stuff, guys. We talked about fitness, training, nutrition, fatherhood lifestyle, being a better person, learning and growing. We went over a lot in this episode, so it is going to be a great listen for you guys. I'm really excited and I'm really honored um, that I was able to have him on the show, so I hope you get a lot out of it. Uh, You can find Zach on Instagram, and his Instagram handle is going to be kettlebell underscore chaos. Um, That's kettlebell, not kettleball, uh, just so you know, kettlebell underscore chaos. So go ahead and find him there, and then he is also a co-owner of Pursuit Training and Nutrition in Windsor, Colorado. So you can find him on any sort of pursuit information, website, Facebook, Instagram, so on and so forth. So without further ado, further ado, guys, uh, here I am with Zach Whitmer. Driving the freaking CRV, dude. Wait, is that just like a re- like a replacement or like a temporary until you get, or is that just a daily oh, no. driver? That's my car. All out. All out. A bronze CRV, not even like a cool black one. <laughs> As if, as if black would make it that yeah, much. Yeah, I don't cool. know why. Like, I feel like I could like tint the windows and maybe like plasti dip my rims and oh I'd be set. Gosh. Oh my gosh, plasti dip the just, rims. Just go murder out. Oh my gosh, I had a buddy in high school that always did that. He always had like eh cars, yeah. but would just go too yes. far with them. And like, man, go to that's... Pet Boys and buy every accessory. You're just gluing on hood scoops that exactly. don't even get to the motor. It's like, what is happening right now? And you have you have like the spray paint coated taillights. Yes. Oh yes. my god, it was the worst. Dude. And then made... and then you would put like neon red lights underneath your car for oh some reason. Gosh, dude, it was horrible. Dude, I got it. one time. Me and my girl went to Seattle for a wedding, and. I reserved this car through, like, I don't know, like, budget rent a car or something. Uh-huh. Months in advance. So I thought I'd at least get, like, kind of a cool car. Sure. And so we get there, and I walk up, and it's, like, this, like, kind of, like, gangster black dude. And he's, like, what up, man? I'm, like, hey. He's, like, got this rental car. I'm, like, hey. and, he, and he's just, like, shit, I'm sorry, dog. And I was, like, what? And he was, like, I only have a VW Bug. And I was, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and he literally goes, hey, man, it's kind of dope, though. It's black. <laughs> I was just, like, all right. Well, y- Dude, I was like, big bearded tattooed guys don't drive VW Bugs. It just doesn't happen. You're right. So I go, we go down to like, you know, get There's our keys. Yeah. We go down to get our keys and stuff. And I walk up and I'm like, yeah, I'm the uh, big tattooed bearded guy here to pick up the VW Bug. And the girl just starts busting up. But I will say, dude, it was turboed. Sure. I was impressed. Absolutely. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Those little things can fly a little dude, bit. Dude, it was moving. <laughs> yeah. And I abused it. <laughs> like, you know when they resell those cars? Like, whoever's buying that one is going to get a jacked up they car. They paid for your, for your, yeah. your joyride. Yeah, I, I tore that turbo up. <laughs> so, yeah, it was gone. It was fun. So it one time, oh, it's hilarious. One time my dad and I, when, when I was still playing baseball, and we were going on tournaments and stuff like yeah. that, we went to Arizona. And one of the few cars that this uh, place had available was a smart car. Oh, no. What? Dude, you're too tall. Did it have a sunroof? Was your head popping out the top? T- <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. And my, dad, my dad's like the same height, almost the same weight. He's a big guy. And we're both, dude, in this thing, in this thing, you're sitting there, and it gets ready to shift, and you know it's shifting because your head hits the freaking windshield. You're like, boom. And then, and then, and then it takes 
takes four seconds, <laughs> and you just go. Uh, dude, I just imagine both of your arms hanging out the window just to get an extra, little extra space. Like just these two long arms dragging knuckles on the concrete as you drive. That's all I'm saying. It was absolutely out of control. Like that thing would rock you as you shift, and it would be like. That's a night. I can't wait. Like four people seconds. Still, people still drive those things. It's insane. I, I mean, it's easy, but you got like you have to have stuff you bring around. That's what I don't get. What do you do? Not. Yeah. Carry anything? No, you're you literally own nothing if you drive. <laughs> Maybe like, those those people are just minimalists. Yeah, hundred percent. You have to be. You do, like if I see that, I just know right away you don't do anything with your life. Right, and <laughs> <laughs> you just don't have stuff, which you, is cool. Right, and you live in a tiny house, a super small house. What's with the what's with the hype in those things? I don't understand that. What the tiny houses? The tiny houses. They're kind of cool. They're they are okay. Here's the thing. They're cool, but. Would I be willing to live in one for more than a week? Dude, you're gigantic. It's, <laughs> for anything small, it doesn't work for you. Still, you're right. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I just kind of, I kind of like, I'm kind of like a minimalist in I, a way. I am too. In, I am too. Um, I don't, like, I, and I honestly, I just realized that when I moved the other day, or like, you know, it was like a year ago, but I moved, <laughs> and I fit everything in my <laughs> CRV. I was okay. like, Wow. I don't so, own anything. You don't need it to be black. It, no. It, one, it fits yeah. all your stuff. My house. I just live in it now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so I, I kind of realized at that point, I was like, oh, I don't have stuff. So, really, the only thing I've ever wanted to own in my life is my muscle car, and I have it. Absolutely. I have there you two go. now. You have two now. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, so I'm happy. So Absolutely. Like, you know, I have some cool stuff. I have a cool, like, gun collection and some other stuff, okay. but I really don't care. What other, what other stuff outside of the guns and the cars? <sighs> That's it. And gains. Guns, cars, gains. Gains Dang is it. really the most G. important piece. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am collecting gains on a daily basis. Absolutely. You have yeah. to. Yeah. Before, as we were like setting up, you said you almost got in a fight with Michael Jackson. I need to hear this. See, dude, I'll tell the story, but like I really need to like I need to like go through the body motions of everything that happened. Go for it. We've got it's some, just, like, got I, some I, space. I, I gotta be like kinda animated to, like for you to get the whole gist. But I'll just tell the like I the can, short I can, story. Sure. So my best friend Jack, who I grew up with, still my best friend. Okay. Um, his dad was like, shout, shout out to Jack. You're not replaced yeah, anymore. Tavago, what up, friend. dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, his dad was like a big time, like high gant, like roller in Vegas. Okay. And so when I lived in Los Angeles at the time, right. we, uh, like we would just be bored, like after high school, this was like right when we turned 18 and we would just drive to Vegas. It was only three and a half hour drive. And, uh, we got free rooms at the MGM all the time. Cause Jack's dad, like they would just want him to come back, but we would take the rooms and just go hang. Uh-huh. And so me... Um, my best friend Jack and then my other best friend Steve, we all went together and, uh, Steve's like a diehard Michael Jackson fan. Like I am too. Like I remember when I was a kid, like just brainwashing myself with Moonwalker. That was the coolest movie ever. Dude, it was so awesome. I love that movie. So Steve's like on the next level though. Like, you know, those girls that are fainting in the front row at Michael Jackson concerts? That's Steve. Okay. Like he was a fainting girl. Yes. So we. And a a woo girl. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, and so we're at the MGM and so there's a bridge that connects the MGM to New York, New York. Okay. And so we used to go to New York, New York all the time cause we were too young really to do anything. So, mm-hmm. but they had a sweet arcade. So we'd go play arcade games all the time. So when you cross that bridge, people know Vegas, they know what I'm talking about. There's a Houdini magic shop at okay. the top. Okay. So there was like a couple hundred people piled around the Houdini magic. I can't believe I'm telling the story right now. There's a couple hundred people piled around the Houdini <laughs> magic shop and, uh, you know, we stopped for a second, we're looking, and obviously we thought it was someone famous, but we didn't see anything, so we're just like, whatever, let's go play video games. <laughs> so we're cruising down the escalator, and I there's somebody coming up, and they go, I heard Michael Jackson's in the Houdini Magic Shop. Steve jumps the railing to the escalator going up, because you know, he hears that, and he's like flipping out. Sure. So he's heading up, and I'm just like, oh. I'm like, there's no way Michael Jackson's here. Like, uh-huh. there's no way. 
And so we get to the bottom, go back up. And, uh, you know, we're like 50 people deep from the front door. And I was like, we can't see anything. So keep in mind, this is 2002. So people had like the old school camcorders like with, with the big screen, you know, <laughs> that they could tilt, you know. Yes. And yes. some guy was zoomed into the window. And sure enough, MJ is chilling. He's just chilling. And the mag- I was like, what is happening right now? This is crazy. Steve's flipping out. Okay. Flipping out. Like, next level. I've never seen him do this, and I've known him since I was 12. So, um, (laughs) the doors open up, and, you know, like, he could have gone left, right, like, wherever he wanted, but he was coming to the escalator right where we were standing. So, he was, like, making an A-line for us. Sure. And I was like, is this happening right now? So, these, like, big, huge security guards are just, like, parting the Red Sea, right? Like, just, like, shoving people aside. (laughs) And then here and comes it's like MJ. Probably happening in slow motion. Totally, right. totally. And I'm like, I'm still questioning, like, is this real? Like, what is going on? Because I, you know, I love Michael Jackson. Sure. So not as much as Steve, though. Not as much. No one as much as Steve. He still is the king. So um, the security guards, like, we're so close with the security guards, push us to the side to make the wall for him to cruise through. Okay. And dude, I need to say something. A, he was being insanely cool, like hugging everyone signing autographs, oh, like, wow. just okay. being super down to earth. And the other thing is, his nose does not look as bad as the public made it out to be, okay? Yes, it's weird. Sure. It is not falling <laughs> not off. Bad, bad. No, okay. it looked just fine. Right. Like, so he wasn't as freakish as I thought he was going to look. Okay. So, right. people start kind of mobbing him. He crouches down, right? And then this, like, feeble E.T. hand comes up and grabs <laughs> Steve's hand. And, like, Steve lifts Michael Jackson back up from the floor. And he's, like, crying. Like, he's freaking out. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And he's like hugging me. He's high-fiving everyone. I was like, unreal. He walks past me. Okay. So at this point, he's about five feet past us. And there's just some big jock, like, asshole standing next to me. There's always that guy. Right. And he yells some obscenities at Michael Jackson that <clears throat> I'm not going to mention on sure, sure. very nice podcaster. Um, and MJ turns I mean, around. It's, it's, it's explicit on Spotify and iTunes, so you can say whatever you want. Okay, cool. Because I cuss a lot. I'm trying to control myself. No, no, no absolutely. No filter here. <laughs> so MJ turns around and looks straight at me thinking I said it. Oh, no. And I'm just like, I, oh, then no. I realize what is happening. Because I right. heard the guy say it, but I was like, there's too many people going on. He didn't hear it. And no, he heard it. And he turned around and he's staring right at me. And I'm just like... No, like I start freaking. I'm like, I didn't say that. Like I start like trying to like back myself. Sure, up. sure. No, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. And he comes at me like a bat out of hell. Like runs at me, and I like put my arms out like to brace myself because I thought he was gonna punch me literally. And he is like, like almost nose to nose with me, screaming at me with his finger in my face, like. How dare you say that? How dare? I can't believe you. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. <laughs> Starts moonwalking backwards away from me. Yeah, he's just going off. Like no to the point way. where the security guards grab him and are pulling him away from me. And he's looking back, like screaming at me. And I'm like, what is happening right now? I'm like, I didn't do it. I didn't say that. And then, of course, like he gets down and everyone's just looking at me like, you're disgusting. I can't believe you said that to Mike. I was like, I didn't say that shit. You know, and then I just, like, then I'm getting, like, mad. Right. And then Because you were blamed for something you didn't do. Right. And then that guy stand next to me, and so I end up just, like, shoving that dude, and he was really, he was, like, (laughs) 6'5", and, like, a tree, he trips over, like, five people and just takes out, like, ten people as he goes down, and then security runs over and grabs me, and then I got banned from New York, New York for two years. There you go. Yeah. Did they give you notice once your two years was up? No, they don't care. They don't give a a shit. (laughs) They literally just, like, say that to, like, sound like it's serious, and it's not. Right. I just... Waited six months and grew a beard and then went back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so that yeah, that's so my good. crazy. Like a lot of people don't believe that story, but I, I mean, 
there it was very vivid in detail. Yeah, it was it was it's like it was yesterday. So yeah, it was pretty intense. Not a lot of people could say that they got like in a weird situation, Michael Jackson. No, absolutely. And then he not. died like two years later. Man, poor crazy. Guy. That's really a sad day. Really sad. How did Steve do? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I remember he was really upset because he was, like, posting stuff on social media. But, like, I don't know. We never really sat down and had to talk about that. Man, that's depressing. Yeah. Maybe your friendship needs that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's still, you know, mourning his loss. He might be. So have you, ha- have you had the beard since then? No, I've had okay. the, I kind of grow the beard on and off. So okay. um, right now. I've I'm only just... known you with a beard. Really? Yeah, no, well, yeah, no, true. Colorado people have never mm-hmm. seen me with, like, a clean-shaved face. Okay, I did it so once right when I moved here. Right when Bronson was born. Actually, okay. it was the year that he was born. Because when, when he was born, it was the biggest my beard has ever been, like, obnoxious. And so I, it was, I thought it would be funny to shave it to see what his reaction sure, would be. And sure. he flipped out. Lost his mind. Lost his mind. Like, he, I went to go get him, and he was, like, screaming and pushing me away. Like, he had no idea who I was. It was crazy. So you're like, yeah, not again. Yeah, never again. I like my son loving me, so sure. I'm just growing the beard forever. Sure. My gosh. Yeah. How, is that, how has that changed your life as a dad? Dude, I'm excited for you. I, you, I appreciate it. I'm I really excited. Hey, I'm excited that you're getting married to someone that you're <coughs> so happy with. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, but you. I cannot wait for you guys to have kids, bro, because like, when people try to like tell you like what it does to you, don't listen. Because it's not like when it happens, it, doesn't, it, do it doesn't even do it justice. Like, I can't explain. I can't, like, I can't even sit here and tell you what it's going to be like. Because, dude, it's it, a, it's like the things that you thought were important or b- bothered you before go right. out the window. Like where I was, you know, when I was, you know, just not not a father. Like you know, you would hear like I don't know, like just stupid stuff or things would like bug you and bother sure. you, dude. When you have a son or a daughter, and you know, they're just help healthy and happy. Forget about it. Nothing bothers you anymore because that's all your like. That's all you're worried about. Like when you have kids, it's like that's your whole focus. When I wake up and go by, you know, and I go to sleep, like between those times, all I'm thinking about is him and being healthy and happy. That's Just it. a complete priority shift. That's it. Like, dude, like everything that you do, it doesn't matter anymore. Interesting. Um, you know, and it's just weird, like the small stuff that you uh, love doing that, like, just disappears. Sure. You know, like you're just like, damn, I took going to the movies by myself every Sunday for granted. <laughs> Like, it just doesn't happen anymore. It's impossible, you know? So, what, I mean, what stuff for you have you noticed where it's like, man, I, I can't believe that I once thought that was a huge priority now is just, like, something that seems so ridiculous. It doesn't you know, I, I guess just, like, but, you know, I guess, like, I don't know, some, it's hard to tell because, like, you know, you, as you get older, too, you get more mature. Sure, sure. Uh, but, you know, just, like, if people are talking shit, you know, you're just like, I'm going to beat that guy's head, you know, whatever. Right, like, Because right. I was a little rowdy when I was living in L.A., and so, like, I would do that stuff. I would find people. Right, just uh, hide him for no reason. Yeah, and now it's just like, dude, what if I went to jail and lost that time with okay, my son? Right. You know, it's right. like not even worth it. Like, you would have to really push me over the edge for me to, like, do right. something like that. Um, because all I think about is, like, lost time. That's it. So, yeah, just that kind of stuff. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's weird. You just got to experience it. But okay. it's literally the greatest thing ever. Greatest ever. thing ever. I'm glad I waited until I was 31. Okay. Because um, I wanted kids really. Young. I was gonna say, did you have some sort of plan? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like, because okay. I've always like, I've always been like the, kind of the family guy because I okay. had a fucked up childhood with my mom. Okay. And so I was just like, I'm gonna have this great family early, and I'm gonna be young and just do it right, and da da da. And just like how the cards fell when I was younger, like after I graduated, I just got really heavy into music and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was just so busy on just like you know playing shows and recording right, records, right. and but, you know fast forward, and all of a sudden I'm thirty, and it's just like whoa, like I was supposed to have kids and be married by now, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when we moved here and then, you know, I had Bronson, uh, I was like, I'm glad I waited because, uh, A, I did a lot of fun stuff. 
that, sure. you know, I wouldn't have been able to do now. But also, I just feel like I'm a better father at this point. Uh-huh. You know, just growing up a little bit, and then right. you're, you're able to use like that knowledge and stuff, you know, to be a better father. Mm-hmm. So just because you know, you know, it is just as you get older, you get smarter, right? You know, and so you're able to you know use that with your child. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's crazy to see how much people just change and grow once they crazy, have dude. once they have a kid. Yeah, even it's people un- that insane. like like I wasn't like immature by any means. Uh-huh. Um, I did, you know, just stupid young stuff, but not to, like, a crazy extent. But, like, it's right. cool to see, right. like, you know, I've seen, like, really selfish people have kids, and it just completely changes them. You know, or people that are just kind of, like, don't know what they want to do for work and kind of floating around, and they have kids, and all of a sudden they have a career. You know, mm-hmm. it's just cool to see. So, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's a game what, changer. What from your childhood made you feel like, okay, I need, to, I need to approach this differently to, I mean, bring a better life for my son and well, yeah. start a new tree essentially right so when i remember so when i was really young my mom was always an alcoholic okay this is my real mother because my stepmother's fucking unreal she's an angel okay so when i say my mom people have no idea that hannah's not my real mom which is hilarious because people like you just see it look a lot alike okay so and And you guys are super tight and you're close she's amazing right i'd be lost without that lady and so because she ended up with my father I i was probably 12 or 13 and so she'd been mom since okay you know so uh, but Which is, my, I mean, by what, 35? That's a, that's a big yeah, chunk of your time. Right. Especially in those teen years. That's like some shaping and forming years right dude, there. Dude, not only that, dude, me and my brother were just rowdy as hell. Mm. And for her to just step in and be like, yep, yeah, let's do it. Like, I look back now, I'm like, you are fucking crazy, Yeah, the lady. ball's on her. Dude, unreal. I would have ran. Dude, me and my brother beat the shit out of each other on a daily basis. Like, it was just, like, I love, like, he's my best friend. Mm-hmm. But I do, we were just, we were relentless. Uh-huh. You know, and I was kind of an asshole in school. You know, so I was just like, it wasn't no easy, like, her coming in. Right. Like, she came in. I'm just going to love some kids and that's it. <laughs> and didn't... make them dinner and they're going to yeah. be happy. Nope. No, not at all. So, um, <laughs> but before her, my real mother was just a right. freaking alcoholic. Just, I, I, as far as I can remember, just constantly drunk, you know, and then... As we got older, it took to, it turned into like physical abuse with me. It turned into verbal abuse with me and my brother. And then I was just you know I would try to like since I was the older brother, I would always try to like hide the stuff from my br- little brother. Okay. So I took so on, three of you. No, just no. So it's just me and Logan. Okay. okay. So we we have like a stepbrother, quote unquote. Gotcha. Spencer, but he lives in Australia. Okay. Um, so <laughs> he but, lives in another world. He's a he's another planet. Right. So um, yeah. So anytime like you know as the nights you know it start going from day to night and I knew uh-huh. that she would start to drink more, it was like I would try to you know hide it from Logan you know by whatever getting him in the room to play and then I would just take the brunt of her fucking bullshit. Jeez, please, man. So um, that that went on for a long time um, and then uh, when we finally were able to move in with my dad full time and just to get away from her. Like that's when shit just went off the deep end of her. It turned into drugs and just shit got weird, like really weird. So luckily my dad saved us from that whole situation. Right. Where did that all, where do you think that all started with? Her, I don't know. As far she she kind of had a fucked up childhood. Um, her, both of her parents passed away really early. Okay. And then she just had a bad relationship like with her sister. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I know I I was so young that we never really like had that conversation. Uh-huh. You know, like I knew that she lost family early and didn't really have like a good family connection. So I right. would assume, you know, that was a big piece of it for her. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, you can go in one way or the other, right? Like you could either say, 
I don't have any family. I'm going to make mine great. Or you could say, I'm going to just start drinking and try to hide everything, which in Forget turn, about everything. Right. Yeah, fucked up me and my brother's relationship with her. Right. So once you guys moved out, it just got way worse. Way moved worse. With your dad, I should say. It was great with my dad. Yeah. So, but with her though, like on her own. Right. You know, without, you know, really, I feel like at this point, at that point, like the only thing that was kind of holding her together is that she realized she kind of had to be a mom to me and Logan. So it was like, that was the one thing that was kind of keeping her on track but even then it was even then it was a shit show okay um and so when we left and we were with my dad full-time then she was just like no responsibility all the alcohol in the world's in the house you know and then it just was like it just snowballed you know jeez louise man so yeah stories could go on forever with that sure. lady um but i haven't talked to the day and the crazy thing was probably right before i had moved here in 2013 probably a year before it was probably 2012 she got a hold of me. I was talking to her on and off just because I had a big heart, you know, and so, like, I wanted to believe that she was trying to get better, um, but I was never 100% sure, and then, like, I knew what she always sounded like drunk, so anytime she called me, I'd be like, you're, you're not drunk, you're drunk right. right now, right, you know? Right. And so she called me one time, and I was like, I just really want to see you, and I was like, well, I'm moving soon, so it might be a good time, you know, I'm going to take off. And so when she gave me the freaking address to go see her, I show up. But she was living in a cardboard box on the corner of a liquor store. Yeah, it was the it was the address of a liquor store. So I was like, "Whoa, Mike, you're at rock bottom. Like you hit that shit." Oh my god. Yeah, and so she was just like living out of her shopping cart, like just poor, poor. So um, I know she's in a house now. Like she went to a sober living home. Uh huh. Um, and I haven't talked to her. Probably in three years now, two years. Holy smokes. So I, but last time I talked to her, I knew that she had a job and was trying to get back on track. Right. So I have no idea how she is now. I don't really give a shit. You don't? No. Zero. Yeah. I don't care about her at all. Okay. Um, so and just I just focus my love on my current mother, uh-huh. Hannah. So uh-huh. um, and honestly, with my like my family's incredible. Like I'm so fortunate. Like when I look from top to bottom, from my like grandparents to my aunts to everyone, she was literally the only rotten apple. And like now that she's out of the family, it's like Dude, things have been great. That's good. You know, like she was not fucking up holiday events, and, right? You know, causing drama throughout the. What family. was what? What's your relationship with your father like? Oh, amazing. Good. Yeah, he's my best friend. Okay. Yeah, him, me, him, um, and my brother and me are really tight. Good. So yeah, they live in. They're still in California. They live in Yosemite though. They moved okay. up to like Central California. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. How did the? How did that? Um, I mean, do you feel like what you went through as a kid with the abuse, physical and verbal? Do you feel like that? shaped you to think differently or do you oh, yeah. feel like you're just a kid and it's just kind of something I had to deal with? And no, it's just... no, it changed everything. Okay. Well, because the big, the biggest thing is you, when you become a parent and go through that, right. you know, for me, like I'm always like go the opposite direction of like bad shit, mm-hmm. you know? So seeing, so it started with really with like seeing how she was. So when I was 13, I found the straight edge lifestyle is the subculture movement to resist drugs, alcohol and okay. promiscuous sex. So I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. Okay. Which is, I didn't know that. I didn't know you drink. You didn't drink. The complete opposite of her. Right. I've never smoked a cigarette, smoked weed, zero. Like, I'm 100% clean and sober, okay. and I don't just not do it. Like, I'm against it. Uh-huh. Um, so, I've been straight edge since I was 13. Um, and so, <clears throat> so that was a big shift, you know, in watching her. You know, I was like, I don't want to do that. And so, right. when I came across, you know, the straight edge lifestyle, I was like, that's what I need to be doing. Uh-huh. Um, and then, just as a, how I'm as a father, you know. Just pretty much it's a polar opposite of her. Like, where she didn't give a shit and how she talked to me and treated us and yelled at us. So just get that, throw a 180 on it, and that's what Bronson gets from me. Mm-hmm. So unconditional love, 
I kiss him 450 times a day. <laughs> I wish I could build like a little like vest for him that wouldn't break his ribs so I could squeeze him <laughs> the hardest I could squeeze anything on the planet because he's so cute. Um, I just, I built this gym, you know, to give him some kind of legacy, you know, and to make sure that he has every opportunity in the world, mm-hmm. you know, when he gets older. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought my freaking muscle car so he has the sickest prom car on, in school. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's so important. Exactly. You can't have your dad rolling up in a CR. No. No. I was rolling up <laughs> in a... Especially if it's not black. I was, dude, I was rolling up in an 89 Nova hatchback. <laughs> that was my first car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my grandma gave it to me. Oh, man. It was super cool. Like, it was cool because it was just like a car, but it was right. ugly as hell. Right. You don't think about it until later. You're first like, a, it's a car or whatever. Yeah, totally. Right. Totally. And it, like when I say Nova, not the cool Nova. Right. It was when Nova's got fucked up. Well, as soon as you ugly. had said hatchback, I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what no, it is. Hatchback, people's obsessed Nova? With, obsessed that makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Right, they, exactly. they look so stupid. I mean, yeah. where, where, like as a father, where do you, I mean, because we can all sit here and pretend like we're the greatest people on earth. Sure. But where have you, where have you seen um, a, a part of your fatherhood where you're like, okay, I can improve on this. Or oh, dude, this may ends. need to work as I. Dude, you, the, you, you always see, like, before you have kids, like, you see those people that think they're the perfect parent. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're stupid. No, you're not. Right. And then you have kids and, and you realize you... that's impossible. And you're like, you're really stupid. <laughs> those people, like, that just think, like, yep, I'm doing it right. Uh-huh. It's like, no, you're not. Right. They never wrote the book. And every kid's different. And there's 50,000 books out there. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. It's like fitness, right? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. real though. So yeah, no, man, it just made me uh, more patient. Um, I, I was a little impatient before. Uh-huh. You know, like, dude, you want to test your patience, have a kid. It's like, eat the food. Like, <laughs> let's go. I can't sit at dinner for three and a half hours, you know? Now I'm just like, eat the food, dude. Right. I'm here. Yeah. We're just hanging, you know? Um, so patience has been the biggest thing. Okay. Um, and... You know, just like it's your job to develop your child, mm-hmm. you know, so you're like, responsible for another human being dude, it's on this earth. Yeah. Like you don't just get to like go to the movies anymore. Like you go to the movies with stuff. You have like diaper bags and car seats and another human with you. Like uh-huh. you always have stuff with you now. Right. Like, you're never cruising like with right. empty handed. Oh my gosh. So I, I, if I had to pick like on one thing, it'd be patience. Okay. You know, I, my patience is grown yeah. huge you know what how have you because i find that topic interesting of feeding children yeah. and how parents feed their kids yeah um are, are there is there anything that you do with your kid that you feel like more people would do because i feel like one of the things that drives me crazy like with the patience thing for example mm-hmm. is uh one you gotta eat your food quick just eat it sure stop taking forever right. which I mean, time-wise, it makes sense, but naturally, you shouldn't be stuffing your face. Right. You should be chewing every single thing. Right. Two, finishing your plate. Sure. And it's like, I get that you don't want to waste the food, but for so long, especially if you look like in, in Italian cultures, right. they were taught that if they don't lick their plate clean, yeah. eating whatever, 2,000 calories of pasta in one meal, right. they were, you know, they were shameful. Yeah. They were shamed. Totally. So, I mean, what kind of like habits are you trying to instill with your with your son as far as eating goes, or is he still a little young for that? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's young, because he turns three in a couple days. Okay. Sure. Um, so I don't know, man, it's tough when they're young because at that point it's almost like just, I'll give you whatever you'll eat mm-hmm. because their their palates are so picky, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I don't like giving Bronson pop tarts every morning, but dude, he just lives and dies for brown sugar pop tarts. I don't blame him at all. You know, he's oh, not, your favorite. He, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Interesting. Um, I just broke no sugar November on Saturday, by the way. Did you really? Yeah, so I'm feeling good. So was that was that to go off that was that processed sugar or was that all sugar? Processed sugar. Yeah, okay. so I was eating fructose <laughs> and stuff, yeah. Just processed sugar. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, that's impossible. Yeah, no way. The good luck. No way. I'm eating fruit for okay. sure. 
Um, All right, thank you. Yeah, God. so with the food thing now, yeah, he, like, he's just too young. So, you know, with, with him just being a picky eater, like, whatever he'll eat and he's happy with, like, mm-hmm. I give it to him. But luckily, he loves fruit. He'll eat some weird shit, too, like ahi tuna. Really? Yeah, dude, he'll eat it. So, and then, like, dude, he just, he's, like, the biggest macro robber on earth. Like, he'll steal all my food preps. So, he'll, he'll destroy, like, ground sirloin and jasmine rice. Like, At least he's going to town on that stuff, Dude, man. he'll eat, dude, he'll, he sat there last night and ate one cup of jasmine rice and what? six ounces of ground sirloin in one sitting. Are you kidding me? Dead serious. Gains. He's a beast. That's he's insane. Beast. Yeah, well, wow. he's... I'm the smallest man in my family. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm okay. a pretty large dude. Yeah, wow. Um, and then his grandfather is like 6'5", 350. Whoa. Yeah, he's a beast. So oh. I'm hoping that he's an absolute monster. Right, absolutely. Yeah, get that Get that free scholarship. <laughs> go play some football. Absolutely. Go to the NFL. There you go. Game changer. Raiders for mm-hmm. you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, how, did the, how did the no processed sugar thing go? I'll, <laughs> like, tell me about the whole thing. What made you want to do it? How did it go? <laughs> because... Okay, so I, I'm a food addict, like sure. still, always will okay. be. Like I was morbidly obese for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, it was like October 27th or something, not even November, bro, and I was daydreaming while I was driving about Thanksgiving dessert. Mm. What am I doing? I literally was like, I shook my head. I'm like, what am I thinking about right now? <laughs> a, it's not November. B, like, why are you even thinking about dessert? I'm not even thinking about the meal right. or my family. Right. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> What pies are gonna be there? Like, right. what are we gonna do? The like, least, the least, the, the food with the least nutritional value. Totally. And I was like, I was like, I'm fat. Like, well, you're being a fat ass right Your now. Your mindset is, yeah. Yeah. So right. I was like, well, guess what, dude? Like, you're gonna get, you get to go the exact opposite for the whole month of November. You're eating no sugar. How about that? Did so you did you go on Thanksgiving? Did you break on Thanksgiving? No, or? hell no. Oh, dude, and, and honestly, Thanksgiving was the easiest day. Yeah. Okay. Why? Tell I just that. I had the mindset of just like I woke up, I was like, fuck you. I mean, you spent I'm not 20, working. whatever it was, 20-some days before 20 that. days, yeah. yeah. So that was the easiest day. It was actually just my normal routine. Because, like, dude, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm the worst. I, a, I love sugary coffee. So I love my coffee light and sweet. And then... And you like coffee with your milk and sugar. Yes. 100%. Yeah, dude, that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> and then I just, I'm obsessed with having some kind of thing with it like a you know like a deli treat you know like a, oh, a brownie right. or a muffin right or a donut any donut where, where did that where did that connection and habit start i don't know you know i don't know okay i have no idea it's interesting and i think that's fascinating because we have we have those things yeah that show up in our life yes. but we we don't pay attention to food enough in our lifestyle and in this in this culture yeah. that we just don't realize where that comes from totally and like you mentioned you were like i'm a food addict yeah. i don't think anybody would say or even imagine that you can be addicted to food oh but you one hundred percent. It might can. be one of the worst addictions. Oh, 100 percent. Easily, easily. It's, it's legal, mm-hmm. and I can stop at any fast food place I want and get the worst food ever for the cheapest amount of money. Yep, it's readily available twenty four seven, all the time. Yes, it, it, dude. Are you telling me that, like you notice like like Qdoba and Chipotle? They're not open twenty four hours. Nope. But guess what? It is McDonald's, Carl's Jr., Del Taco, Taco Bell. It's like it's always there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yeah, dude, it's bad news. So, but, you know, the, but the thing where I would, like, like, like justify it is, like, I'm fitting into my macros. Uh, you know, because I do flexible dieting. Sure. So, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, that's my cheat for the day. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, you know, because it still was only, it was, it was less than 20% of my calorie intake. Right. But still, it's still, I shouldn't be doing that every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I was leaving the gym. I was killing myself at the gym. And then going mm-hmm. and filling it up with a donut and sweet coffee. It's just like, right. come on, dude. Yep. So I mean, and you—I you, mean, 
like you said, the numbers the numbers fit, but the process it's going to have on your body, the yes. way you feel, the way you perform, the yes. way you sleep, yes. entirely different. Everything, everything. And so, uh, yeah, so it was so like I said, so Thanksgiving was the easiest day because it was just my normal routine to have the coffee and the donut or the coffee and the muffin. So it was harder in my normal day-to-day to break that. That makes sense. Okay. So Because Thanksgiving was like the biggest enemy, right? Because I knew what was going to be in the house. I knew what I was going to be dealing with. So you I had time to up, think and prepare. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, nope. Yep. Not doing it. So actually, and I also found a killer recipe for a sugar-free apple pie, and I made it. Unreal. Unreal. I saw you making that. Dude, it, it was really legit. Like, that's something that I would be totally fine was with. It, was it sugar-free or just no added sugars? It was sugar-free. Okay. Yeah, so it was just, it was literally just from apples. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It was pretty good. So, um, yeah, and I didn't tell some people that that's what that was at the dinner. And they, they no all ate like, this is great. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Like, no they're not going to know. There you go. Yeah. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, no, crazy. it was cool, dude. And so, but some things that I realized not doing the no sugar thing was like uh, uh, my joint inflammation came way down. Oh, absolutely. Sleep was better. Um I'm not going to say that I lost weight because I've been doing vertical diet for five weeks at this point. So I, I'm down eight pounds total. I think that obviously helped a little bit, but it's more of like I got my diet in check. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously when December 1st rolled around, everyone's just like, BJ's Pazuki, let's go. You know, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm good. Yep. I'm good. How did you feel cravings wise? No, it, well, at the first five days, yep. I was getting like headaches, yep. a little jittery. Um, not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I did feel it. Um, but then after that though, like I noticed also that my cravings of other crappy food came way down. So like, just like, you know, whatever, like greasy burgers or French fries. Like yep. I wasn't thinking about yeah, that man, stuff. It's when you, yeah. When you don't have that immediate rise in that blood yes. sugar, yep. it's, there's nothing to crash. Just stabilized. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, that was cool to see. I'm like, Oh, like when I don't eat sugar, I don't crave other crap. Sure. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. yeah. And it's just mind blowing to know that, okay, sugar, whatever you, how you want to look at it, sugar, sugar. Yeah. If I get a sugar, if I get sugar from an apple, Versus sugar from this donut, yeah. it's gonna make me think and react and crave completely different. Totally different. Which no one would ever think. Or it's, just say, oh, it's just sugar. Yeah, no, it's not. It's different. Right. Because I can, I can still control everything when I'm eating fruit and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel totally fine. Right. I can, I can stop eating fruit and not get jittery. Nope. And there's no cravings that come from fruit. Isn't, and I was thinking, dude, how crazy is that? That I went through withdrawals from sugar. That's scary, mm-hmm. dude. Dude, I think that and coffee, people don't understand how addicted they are to it. That's funny that you say that because I remember one of your videos like a while ago, six, seven months ago probably, you were talking about how you cycle on and off of caffeine. Uh-huh. Super important. And I was like, I'm going to start doing that. So I do that Absolutely. because of you. So I'm yeah. two weeks on, one week off. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm three I'm three weeks on, one off. Okay. I mean, and even if I'm not keeping track, the minute I notice like this last cycle, I'm just back on now, but this last cycle, I had a cold brew, right. which I mean, dude, is it's, let's They're be awesome. honest, if you're not, if you're not putting wa- extra water or any sort of filler in there yeah it's like a butt ton of caffeine it's thick. didn't feel a thing i'm like okay it's time to take yeah. it down yeah and, but it's i mean dude that's why i mean people's cortisol is just so high yes. all the freaking time dude, all the because time. they're coffee 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 yep. coffee coffee they can't come back down yeah they can't get into that back into that parasympathetic you know yeah. rest and digest state and you have those healthy hormones come back up or the hormones that balance that yes. cortisol come back up and they're just feeding non well feeding. It, and it's even worse for people that are hitting the gym like you and me all the time because what yes. are we pairing that with yes. pre-workout stress. yep pre-workout yeah. stress yep absolutely non-stop so yeah. it's just like Ugh. and so when you get off it you feel it right You're just absolutely like, Whoa. yeah and those of you those of you <laughs> listening if you ever feel like okay you know if you joke oh yeah i have to have my coffee yeah if you actually think that you got to fix something yes 100%. it's insane but yeah they're totally addicted yeah to so it. i actually i started doing that because of you 
Nice. I watched one of your videos. I love like, it. I was like, I'm gonna try that. I wonder if that's you know if that's a real deal, and it's totally true. Because and also because you could tell because when you get off for a little bit and then you have that just a little cup of coffee, it's the best. you're like, whoa, let's go. I'm gonna flip over a bus. <laughs> like you're just like, and it's like nothing. It's like 100 milligrams of caffeine, right? you know? which is the way it should be. Yes, exactly. I mean, you have your body so desensitized, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody should do it with everything. I mean, creatine, yes. any sort of supplements, food, even. I yeah. mean, your body should have one day we're eating more food. Yeah. Have one day one yeah. day you're eating less food. Fast every once in a while. Yeah. I mean, we have to constantly keep our body in this place where we can kind of let it rest yep. and then put it back or else we're just, it's overdrive yeah, it's 24-7. Yeah, like nonstop, yeah. Right. And then, then you start getting injured, you know, it's like, and you're yep. pushing too hard in the gym. It's like, it just all starts yeah. snowballing. It's insane. That's why, I mean, going back to the sugar thing and how food is just readily available, yeah. I was, you know, it, that's why I always stress to people, having, one, being healthy is important, but having lean muscle tissue up the yin-yang is, is vital. It's king. You, you, you can't, I mean, you can survive and do well and be healthy without a lot of muscle mass, but it's going to be very challenging. Right. With, I mean, you're going to have to have willpower like crazy. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you want to be able to eat the things you want to eat, have the social life you want, and yep. enjoy yourself a little bit, I mean, the best way to do it is to have a lot of muscle Build mass. Muscle. Yeah. If you, you can't Better do it, you have no muscle. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Horrible. Yeah. And I, that's why I'm always telling people, hey, I get that your goal is fat loss get right now. Get off the treadmill. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Get off the, yeah. Get off the treadmill. At least cut it in half yeah. for now. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. And um, I mean, it, that's why it's tough. I mean, people don't want to hear it, and I get it. You yeah. know, at first, when you tell someone, hey, we're going to need to spend six months just fixing things. Dude, it's where, as Americans, man, we've gotten stuck in now, now, now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. No, it, it never me, has. It took me 18 months of being perfect yep. to lose 120 pounds. And that does not happen. No, no. It's you have like, to be dialed in. You, you don't think I wanted to lose that in three months? Right. You know, I had right. a, I ate the same meal every day for 18 months right. straight until I lost 120 something pounds. Exactly. Tell me, tell me about that whole journey. I never heard because I knew I knew you were you were obese before right. and you lost a lot of weight, but right. I didn't. I don't know. I mean, what you did, what your protocol was. I mean, because I know I would assume most people listening to this are relatively into fitness, but you never know. Someone could get sure. someone you know send it to a family member who isn't. Yeah. What did that look like for you? To, I mean, 120 pounds is yeah, it's crazy. That's a blood time, it, and it's weird too thinking back on it. Like I don't really remember the journey. Like I remember what I did, but I don't remember like the day to day process. Like hitting, day-to-day. you know, like the ten, like every like every ten pounds, going up, oh, down another ten. Right. It almost just feels like it was a blur, and then I was like, oh shit, I look good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey there. <laughs> Um, but you probably saw me, like, when we were working together, you probably saw me at my fittest. Okay. Um, that's when I was, like, just, like, finishing up, like, my weight loss. Stuff. Gotcha. Um, and now I'm just kind of, like, finding where I feel the healthiest, really. And right. just want to be. Which, in fact, is kind of even more difficult. Yeah. Because you spend years thinking, okay, I'm healthy if I'm extremely lean, which yes. you can be extremely unhealthy and very yeah. lean. Yeah. And, and just, but, but what did you, I mean, what did you do during that time as far as what was your, what was your plan? What is your, what did your training look like? Your so nutrition? I, I, so I think my, like, I think my food addiction came from my mother's abuse. I was using that uh, as a crutch. You know what I'm saying? You coped with that. Totally. Interesting. You know, I was just like, okay, I just got slapped or yelled at for an hour and a half straight. I'm going to go eat five hamburgers because that makes me feel really good. Yep. So, and, and then, most people would laugh at that, but that's what everybody does now. It's true. I, I do it. I catch myself stress doing it sometimes. Eating. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't no. have to be abuse. It could be stress at work, stress Any family, sort of stress, yeah. You know, financial, whatever. Food's so easy to cope yeah, with. Yeah, it just feels good. Mm-hmm. You want to eat it, taste delicious, and you right. can eat a lot of it. Right. So I think that's where it started. Um, and then I played football since I was six, tackle football. Okay. Which I was amped on because my local team was the Raiders. <laughs> So we were the Willem Hills. You were all about it. Won the championship. Oh, there you it go. Was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, and then just played, and then I, you know, I ended up playing in high school, which was 
awesome because I was the fat kid through like junior high, like sixth to eighth grade. Uh huh. Um, and I wasn't doing much sports at all. Okay. So I was just like the funny fat kid. Sure. And then when I got to high school, football saved me because it got my weight in check because I was just so active. Uh huh. Um, so I was probably walking around. I don't know. I was a small offensive left tackle. I was only like five eight, maybe. I think my senior year I graduated at like two fifteen. Okay. So for a left tackle, it's tiny. Right. The only thing that saved my ass is I had crazy technique. Okay. So I was not strong. Like I remember we used to go to these lineman competitions, and I would just get smoked. Like we had dudes like back squatting like four fifty. I was what? lucky if I was hitting oh like gosh. a one fifty. Right. <laughs> like bench press competition was straight like combine style like two twenty five bench. I was like I would always like pretend I had a shoulder injury. <laughs> <laughs> I think my shoulder's oh, dislocated. Oh, man. Oh, take it off. Take right. it off. Because I was only, like, you know, benching, like, 170. Right, right. And they were repping, like, that weight for 20, 20 reps. 100%. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I was big, and then it was, like, you know, kind of went up and down. So I was, like, you know, always fat, and then I got into football, kind of got me under control a little bit, not because my eating habits got better, just because I was being way active. Right. And so um, I just ate whatever the hell I wanted. Like, in 2000, sorry, I started high school in 98. No, 97. And so when I grad, like in that time period, like, you know, like, you know, because like strength conditioning at high school still sucks. Yep. Me and Samson talk about this all the time. It's garbage. So think about 2001. Way worse. Even, yeah. Even yeah. I'm, I'll never forget the first time I came in the weight room in my freshman year and we were deadlifting. <laughs> and I don't know what that was. I had no idea what that was. Sure. And my coach literally just goes, pick it up. Oh, no. And I go, so you just pick up the bar. That's it. And he's like, just pick it up. And I said, like, cool. And it was a disaster. And like power cleans got even worse, snatches ten times worse. You know, it was just it was just horrible. And it's still like that. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. crazy. Like absolutely. you know, coming from a collegiate background, yeah, it's better in college for sure. Oh dude, it was like yeah, it, night and day is yeah. you can't even describe it with night and day. Yeah. It was an, it was a crazy difference. Yeah. I mean, and I was I mean I was a Division one school, but it wasn't. I mean, their football program was elite, right? But baseball, we we're nah. Yeah. yeah, but still, I mean, the strength coach there was night and day. Everything is so technical, yeah. and it's yeah. yeah. Um, so, so when I graduated high school, like no one, not no, nobody, not my coach, parents, no one was ever like, Hey, you can't keep eating that way now. So what did I do? I just continued right. to eat 4,000 calories a day. Right. So Thinking I was, that. you know, you, you know, you're, you're either holding fat cause you're under eating or overeating, right? Like mm-hmm. I was the epitome of the overeater. Okay. And so, um, I just, I was, I didn't know what to do after high school football. Uh-huh. I was just like. Cool. I'm gonna go find a job, I guess. Right. You know, I don't I had no interest in college. Okay. I was I was like insanely dyslexic, so I had no interest in learning anything. Uh-huh. Um, and so I just went and worked and just kept eating the same way. And so you fast forward, you know, I graduated in two thousand one, probably two thousand and four, I'm three thirty. And I was just like, Whoa. Right. Didn't really care because I was the funny fat guy in my friend group, you know. And I was just playing music. You kind of found yourself in that. Totally. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, I wake up, it was like, it was just like this like vicious process of waking up, staring at myself in the mirror, like you are the fattest loser ever. Like think about what you ate last night. I come from LA, so it's like in and out all day. And I'm just like, look how fat you are. And I would just stare at myself in the mirror. Like you're so fat and disgusting. And then I just. Put my shirt on. I put Called the smile good. on. Walk out the door, and I'm the funny fat friend. You, you just know? put the mask on. Call it. That's it. I love wow. being fat. It was great. You know, I'm so funny. I mean, it was just like, and it was. It just turned into a, like a habit of just being the fat, fat funny guy. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, you always have to hit rock bottom, right, to get to that point of change. 
And so the company I worked for at the time, they always paid for everyone to go out to Arizona and run the Rock and Roll Marathon. Okay. And so I got talked into it by my buddies because they're all going to do it that I worked with. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. I'll, like, I'll at least walk the half marathon. Mm-hmm. I can walk a half marathon. So at 3.30, never trained one day, I show up to do the Rock and Roll Half oh Marathon. I finished, which I was stoked about. Because I remember at mile 10, these fuckers in these minivans are driving by like, you need a ride? That's messed up, I'm like, dude. Yes, I need a ride, but I'm not going to take it. Right. Get away from me. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. And I'm like, just like limping like through the line. So, Jeez, so dude, the, 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 the final straw was when I turned around. And I think like 50,000 people ran that thing. It's one of the biggest in the country in Arizona. Okay, okay. And I turned around. Bro, the city's cleaning up behind me. Oh, no. I was like, whoa. I'm like, dude, I played football at a really high level. The city's cleaning up, waiting for me to take steps. I'm the last one. Out of 50,000. And so I didn't care. I was like, I'm finishing this stupid race. Right. You're not going to go that far. Nothing. Yeah. And so I limped through the end and I was like, time to change. That was it. That was what changed everything. Wow. Okay. So I didn't know anything though about nutrition. Sure. You know, sure. so I, so then in comes the, all the garbage you see on TV. Right. Ephedra pills. Oh no. Uh, Atkins. Ketogen. So it wasn't even keto at that point. It was just Atkins. So that's how it started, right? Low carb. I mean, I guess, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so Atkins, it. you know, Weight Watchers, you know, just eat five meals a day with protein. Like I didn't right. know. I was right. so lost. I didn't have help. I didn't know you could ask for help. I didn't know we existed. Uh, Nutrition coaches. I didn't know yeah. that was a thing. Yep. You know, and so I was just like, I know if I eat chicken and broccoli and rice, Instead of burgers, I'll probably start seeing some results. So I just started eating chicken, broccoli, and rice like four times a day. And then, you know, fast forward three months, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm down 20. I was like, that's cool. I was like, so it's working. And your intake probably went, what, 4,000 to 2,500? Yeah, exactly. So I'm just in a deficit, right? you know. Um, and so I was like, cool, okay. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep doing it. Right. And so, you know, I don't know at this point about like, you know, where my maintenance should be and sure. just, you know, so on and, and so And changing forth. things as they go. Right, but no that's idea. fine. It's good to know. It's good to know what you went through. Just right. Just because I'm sure. So, and then, you know, at the time, bodybuilding.com is free with all the workouts, yep. you know, yep. so I'm that just was like, a, that was a horrible business move on their part dude, to charge. it sucks. But Because I still want to go on there and look at stuff. I did too. That's their fault. Amazon's going to destroy them. That's, oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, I'm, 24, I'm at 24 hour fitness and I'm just like, I'm like literally like on the computer, like bodybuilding workout right right enter bodybuild.com comes up i'm like oh cool greg plitt is one of the dudes and i was like mm-hmm. oh cool this guy's jacked he's right. a good looking guy right i'm gonna do greg plitt's workout uh-huh. so i just start doing greg plitt's workout and so i'm doing it for i don't know three months or four months or so and i decided to move to colorado at that point and so dude it's my last how far after high school is this a while Okay. Because I didn't move here until 2013. Oh, okay. So I struggled within that 10-year period. Gotcha. Just like going up and down. Right, right, right. Um, I ran that marathon probably in 2009. Okay. So I'm on a couple-year journey trying to figure this thing out. Right, right, right. And so it was like, dude, it was like two, it was really weird. It was like two days before I moved to Colorado. And I go into 24-hour fitness late one night. I don't know why. I was always like a 5 p.m. guy. Mm-hmm. I go in late, late, like 12 I was like, I'm just gonna go work out. Like I was, I was like in it at this 12. point, 12 p.m. Oof. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm in it. I'm working out every day. Right. Starting to feel good. Have no idea what I'm doing in the gym. Right. Like it's just a shit show. I'm looking at Greg Plitt's pictures of curls. I'm like, okay, just That's... bend your arm. Got it. 
<laughs> and so I go in at midnight, and Greg puts which, working out. Which, thinking back, this is this is sad because you did high school. I mean, that just shows <laughs> yes, what little shitty. education. They're right. garbage. Right. They don't care. You know, they have no wow. idea what's going on. So yeah, so I walk in to work out at midnight, and Greg puts in there working out. I was like, no way. Are you kidding me? How cool is this? So I just like I'm like straight fanboy it. You know, I just right. cruise over. I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey man, what's up? And talk about one of the coolest human beings you ever met in your life. That dude changed my life. Okay, wow. I start talking to Craig Plitt, and I'm like, dude, I'm doing your workout. Like, and I I, I printed it because <laughs> we didn't have phones. No, so yeah, like, yeah. You know, it just wasn't a thing then. So I had it printed out. And I was like, look. Like, I had the printouts stapled together, like, writing down the weights I'm doing. He's like, dude, that's amazing. Good job. And I was like, thanks. He ends up going, come work out with me. Let's just talk. And I was like, no way. So I just started lifting Greg Plitt. Completely changed my program because he was doing something totally different. Right. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll work out with you. Right. And let's be honest. He was probably like, yeah, it's just something I just wrote to the... Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, just garbage. He had yeah. it sitting, you know, in, like, a book for 10 years and right. bodybuilding.com asked for something. He just sent them that. Yep, yep. And so me and him start talking and, you know, he was kind of like a spiritual deep dude. Okay. And so we start talking and, um, I was talking about just about my journey and stuff and he was like super supportive of it and loved it. And, uh, he was like, I'm going to inform you about something about like kind of getting your like health right. And I was like, okay, what's up? And he was like, dude, once you get your health right, he's like a different energy, like starts coming off of you. And he's like, dude, life just starts getting better. And I'm like, like how? And he's like everything like success, family, the kind of people that start surrounding, you know, yourself with, like, dude, everything starts changing. So I'm telling you, it's deeper than just losing weight. Like, it's like, it comes with like a whole ball of like, just great things in life. And I'm like, okay, hippie, you're weird. So, you know, I'm just like, how does that even make sense? So and now um, we're like, duh. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that's kind of weird that you're saying that. Cause I, I'm moving to Colorado and I just bought a house and he's like, boom, there you go. And he's like, that's step one. I was like, cool. I'm like, all right. So now I'm kind of like buying in a little bit. Right. And then, um, so I move here and I start working with a nutrition coach and I start learning about real strength and conditioning, not CrossFit, mm. which almost ruined me. Mm-hmm. I'm still dealing with the torn labrum in my hip. Yep. So, you know, when I'm doing that, I'm, like, looking, I'm, like, man, these guys don't have no idea what they're doing with programming because I started, like, diving into deep programming. Dude, programming is, it's so underestimated. Oh. It is so, I mean, nutrition is huge. Yeah. But I think because nutrition has been, like, I mean, I mean, it is important, but to say, to put, to be, just to, you know, put it in different words, put on a pedestal for yeah. so long, yeah. I think programming has just gotten, is, it's been put in the back burner and people so forget about it. if you had to build the health pyramid, what do you have at the top? I'm just interested. At the, upside down. Flip it upside down. Okay. So, so what do you have at the top? The health pyramid or like the nutrition pyramid? Just the whole schematic. Like if you had to build the pyramid, what's the most important piece? Is it nutrition? Is it tra- Is it programming? Oh, is it the I type would of say, workout? Or no, no, no. I would say... Sleep? Um, yeah, sleep is at the top. Yeah, isn't that weird how that's changed lately? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I would say sleep, yeah, I would say sleep is at the top. Would, would you have put nutrition at the top two years ago? Yeah, Me I too. probably would have. Me too. I probably would have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so sleep? Sleep, I would probably put, um, yeah, I would put nutrition after that. Yeah. Um, and then I would put, I don't even know if I want to put proper, pro- I mean, just exercising, man. People just don't. Just move. Just move. Yep. Just move. And then um, I would even put, I mean, to get a little, I'd put relationships in there somewhere. Sure. Relationships. I mean, stress. Yeah. Stress Absolutely. has got to be up there. Um, and then as you get down, I would put it, you know, as, as far as like programming goes yeah. and all that stuff. But, um I mean, programming, you take someone who hasn't done anything. Yeah. 
you have a move, it's going to be a massive change. But if you take someone who's been going at it for a year yeah. and they haven't seen, that's when programming is going to make a massive yes, difference. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, so you, you started working with this coach and you... Yeah, and so he just taught me about nutrition and macros and flexible dieting. And right, I was right. like, that's something I can do. How long ago was this? 2013. Okay, yeah, so that's probably when it just started coming yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it was, I think it was like, was, did it start as like, if it fit your macros? Yeah, it started, yeah, it started as... Um, IFYM, I yeah. believe, and then you and know, people are like, you can't really do that. You're still right. in garbage all the time. So let's call it flexible dieting. Right, and then that's when like Lane Norton kind of yeah. coined yeah. that Lane, term. Lane's a man. Right, he's a big, so. big hero of mine. So yeah. yeah, so I started doing flexible dieting. I'm like, this is something I can sustain because I get to eat some shit uh-huh. sometimes. You know, like right. daily, I get you know twenty. If I'm going 80, 20 percent of my calories, you know, and so I just, I was like. Dude, this is my chance. Mm-hmm. Like working with a nutrition coach, like, especially after a, eating broccoli and rice. Yeah, for yes, years exactly. So he's telling me that I get to eat some other stuff. I'm like, cool. Like pizza, he's like, yeah, just under in moderation. Right. I'm like, cool. Like that's way better. How were you tracking it at the time? Well, my fitness pal had to have been out then. I think it was. Okay. Yeah, five years ago. Yeah, yeah it was around. It just wasn't owned by Under Armour at that point. Okay. Gotcha. And the database was garbage. Right. Sure. Like you couldn't find anything in there. Yeah, that sucks. So yeah, so I just, dude, I just, I was like, this is my opportunity. I was like. You know, um, I'm learning, like, proper strength training. You know, not just, like, try to do 75 snatches in a 10-minute period. You know, then run 45 miles and right. then do 700 burpees right. in right. one hour. Also, you don't even know how to do a proper snatch. Exactly. But go for it. Yeah, and, dude, yeah, dude I was having like, flashbacks, too, because it was, like, squat. I'm like, so how do you do that? Just sit down. It was like, what? Right. This doesn't seem right. Right. So it was, like, again, I was, like, kind of, like, some PTSD from, like, high school football uh-huh. and so i was like that's when i started like diving into like deep like into like training and movement patterns and stuff and i'm just like they don't know what they're doing uh-huh. not all crossfit sure that gym right it was a little lost and i'm like wait you get certified in one weekend you get certified in, in one everything weekend. you get certified in one weekend and everything you're monitoring a class of 30 people <laughs> yes. 30 people of which doing I mean, barbell work yes half of them <laughs> half of them are Oh, severely overweight. Yeah. Or the rest of them are skinny fat yep. and they've never done a sport or exercise in their entire life. And you're like, yeah, let's do a kipping pull up. Yeah. But insane. first, we're not going to make sure your shoulders help. Yes. What? Yeah, it's just out of control. I'm the, and again, I'm not bashing cross. I think CrossFit's awesome because it builds a great community. It's got to be in the right context, though. But, dude, I am not a fan of Olympic weightlifting in With a Metcon. Yeah. It has no you business. Like, no. dude, like, you ever watch the Olympics? Know how many nope. reps they do yeah. weightlifting? One. Yep. <laughs> And they are masters at yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. You, you, know, like, you can't master weightlifting and you know, doing it in you know, 20 yep. minutes a week. Yep. Not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and well, when you're doing it as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. You know, it's just like, dude, no. It's like, a recipe it, for disaster. That's wrong. Yep. So, yeah. So when I found out that they were fucking up, I got out of there. Sure. Started doing true strength and conditioning with a good coach. And then uh, body started feeling better. All of a sudden, like, programming is right. So all of a sudden, I'm seeing gains. What, yeah, what did you, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, what did you notice from, I mean, because you, you've already been losing weight. Yeah. Because you dropped your food intake. Right. You were eating cleaner. Yep. What did you notice when you started adding that proper strength training? Uh, I was just getting leaner. Yeah. You know, and it was just like my your cardio. Your composition was changing. Yeah, totally. My cardio was going up. You know, I was like, like the stuff that you would have like told me back then, like, hey, try to do this Metcon for 12 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to puke everywhere. Right. I was just crushing them, you know, and so... Um, yeah, just everything starts changing. And yep. then, like, Greg Plitt starts coming to my head because all of a sudden I'm getting this, like, awesome community of friends, you being one of them. Yep. You know, like, it's all about, like, who you surround yourself with. Life's getting, like, just humbling, more positive. All of a sudden, like, I got this cool job. 
all of a sudden, you know, I meet Sam and Samson. All of a sudden, we have this cool new online nutrition company. We open Pursue. It's just like, what is happening? Like, uh-huh. you know, and it's, this is within a five-year period. I've only been here for five years in Colorado. Yep. So it's like, it's Greg was right. God rest his soul. Yeah. You're you like, know? that woo-woo, that woo-woo hippie guy was right. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, did you hear, you know he passed away? I didn't. He got hit by a train. What? Doing a freaking commercial for a pre-workout. You have to be kidding. He was running alongside of a train, taking this pre-workout. They were videoed, and he tripped and got nailed. Yeah, he's dead. That happened like four years ago, three years ago. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. That's a legit story. Oh, yeah. Real deal. It happened right across the street from the gym that I met him at. It was in Burbank, California. Yeah. What? Yeah, super heck? crazy. Yeah, super crazy. And he oh was like at the peak gosh. of his like, fitness like, business. It was crazy. Jeez. But um, how old was he? 31 youngster yeah he was a stud he was a badass Jeez. Um, he was and he was like the lead dude for like bodybuilding.com for a long time and um he was on like you know muscle and fitness magazine right. all the time like he was, muscle a dude, he, was he was a stud right you know so he was just good looking so he that's was like devastating a fitness model he did it all he's cool um yeah super weird but um yeah so like it just you know everything just started like happening. mashing together yeah you know what he was saying it was just like wow Mm-hmm. This dude's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we get you know I get into a place where you know I all of a sudden like I get on the scale and I'm just like adding up the numbers. I'm like, whoa, I'm down a buck twenty. That's weird, <laughs> you know. And it was just kind of a blur. Yeah, it was just kind of a blur, you know. But I but I knew I had to bite down, you know, and just get after because I knew the working with a nutrition coach and a true strength and conditioning coach that this was my opportunity. Mm-hmm. I had never had this before. Yeah, and it was like this is a game changer. Like do it right. Yep. So I, I didn't, you know, I never put like a timetable on it or a weight loss goal. Like a deadline. Yeah. 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 Cause like I always tell people that when they come here, they're just like, Oh, I want to weigh 150. I'm like, that's cool. But you don't know what that feels like. Right. Because I got down to 205 and you were, I didn't like it. Right. I was like, eh, my deadlift came down 60 pounds and yeah, I can run faster, longer. Right. But that's but not important to me. I'd rather deadlift 500 uh-huh. that's more important uh-huh. so i just did a clean bulk going back up to 230 i said instead of 230 percent okay um when you were working with that nutritionist what did how did how did that change for you from just eating clean food to like tracking stuff did you have to undulate did you just go yeah. deficit 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 the whole no, way down no 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 because that was a cool part is that you know because like you know you like no one just stays at the macros that they just like find like this magic number. It doesn't happen. Right. Like we always talk about food being on a roller coaster, right? Right. Because winter time comes, you're wearing a hoodie most of the time. It's like going to a bulk. And so it's like for me, it was like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna raise your your, your calories up to a bulk. Did that and, scare you? Oh, totally. Uh-huh. Being a food addict, you're like, but I don't want to eat that much food. Right. Because I'll I used get, to do that. And I'll get fat. Right. It's like, no man, it's different now. Your metabolism's flying. You have way more muscle than you used to have. You know how to eat clean. Like yep. You can do this the right way. It's like, okay, I'm going to trust the process. Let's do it. Right. You know, so all of a sudden my calories go from 2,700 to 4,800. What? Yeah. In one jump? Or yeah. slowly over time? Slow, no, yeah. Oh, yeah okay. you know, two, to like, five, two to 5% increase. Right. You know, per week until right. I got there. So I forget what my main, like my true bulk through a TDE calculator was like 3,700 right. so or 3,500. But I was like, let's just keep pushing. And, you know, like, let's go until I'm, like, you know, I gain about three pounds, roughly. Okay. And so, yeah, we just kept going. I got to, like, 40-something hundred. And you probably saw your, I mean, I'm sure your composition changed completely. Totally. Lean mass went up. Your performance was probably through the roof. Dude, insane. Energy, yep. like, because you're just eating all day. Yep. You know, it was, like, my meals were, like, 10 grams of protein. Or, sorry, 10 ounces of protein and, like, 
two cups of jasmine rice and fruit and vegetables in mm-hmm. one sitting. I was doing that five times a day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, I was just pounding food. Right. And I was just like lifting heavy, you know, energy was through the roof. I felt great. Recovery was fast, you know, so it was awesome. It's and amazing. So, you know, I went six months in a big ass bulk. Right. Just to try to put on as much muscle as possible. And then it's like springtime rolls back around. It's like, cool, let's go back down to 2700 and see what happens. Uh-huh. And I go down to 2700. I'm like, whoa. Right. I look awesome. Right. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, I put on some serious muscle mass. Uh-huh. You know? So, yeah. So, it's like, I always tell people, I'm like, dude, you don't just sit there. It doesn't work that way. Like, let's go into a bowl. Let's give you some more food, more mm-hmm. energy, work your mm-hmm. ass off over the winter, then let's get ready for lake season. Yeah. How do you, absolutely. How do you, how do you mentally coach a client through that? Because like I said, it's, it's hard it's to say. Because, I mean, there are several people that I work with and it's like, hey, you we are literally fixing years yeah. of yo-yo dieting. Yep. Years. years. It might take us a year to fix yep. it and to put that metabolism back in place. Yep. But you tell someone that that wants to lose 50 pounds, they're mm-hmm. like, screw that. Yeah, if they're not patient and really ready to make the change, they're not going to do it. Right. You know, it's, so, and you know how it is. Like, when you talk to those people, like, when you bring stuff up, you could see, like, almost, you like, can the feel look in their eyes or face. Right. And you're like, you're not ready. Right. You're like, you just know it. Like, we, right. turn, we turn down clients all the time here because, you have like, to. we tell them the process and they're just like, uh, you're just like, come sign up, like, in another six months. Like, right. take some time, figure out what you really want. Because it's like, dude, I'm not here to just take your money. Yeah. Like, let's do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, like, you deal with it just as much as we do, I'm sure. Like, dude, and you know what the worst thing ever to say to a woman is. Like, listen... We're we need to give you more food. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, dude, their minds explode. Yeah. yeah, they're literally you could watch their brains come out of their ears. Right. They're like, wait, 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 I'm here to lose weight. You're like, right. we need to increase your food intake. Yep, and I want your average weight to be the same that same in six months that it is now. Yes. And they're like, nope, sorry, you didn't hear what I said. Yeah, I asked you that. I asked you, I want to lose weight. Right, and you need to hear that. Right, like, no, I did hear that, but we need I mean, muscle. It, yeah, it helps. It helps when you explain the process. But even then, man, it's like you gotta be, you gotta understand what you're doing why you're doing yep. it and you have to be committed to it. Right. Like if you just, if you just hope that one day you're going to get to this place or, you know, versus knowing, yes. all right, this month is going to get me here because this month is going to get me there because it's going to lead to this and then I can cut down later. Right. It's a whole different ball yeah, game. Yeah, totally, totally. It's, it's a completely... That's always like the... <laughs> that's always like the most frightening. Like you run like, you're like looking at someone's food you're like, damn it, I got to tell her she's doing more food. Right. Well, she's she's going to go well. She's going to quit. She's right. going to the yeah. gym. Right. And you know, and sometimes they're like, oh, cool. Like they're mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. You know, and then some are just like, what are right. you talking? Like you don't know what you're doing. And let's be honest, man, from a business standpoint, that is, it's, it is extremely challenging. Dude, when we're because, dealing with all that crap out there. Yep. And dude, and it's December. Guess what's coming in January? Yep. Don't do it, people. Don't give in to the gimmicks. They're coming. <laughs> I'm already on Instagram. And it's what's coming across? What's coming across? Like, these wraps, they really work. It's like, fuck you. Is there a fuck you button to hit? Like, can I do that instead be. of a heart? You could at least use the emoji. Dude, it's just like, you instead know, the heart. That, that the body wrap thing. Do yep. your cardio wearing this corset. Yep. Yeah, let's go ahead and strangle my muscle of oxygen. Great idea. It's going to make your waist thinner. Right. It's like, shut up. Right. And it's common. You know, so we, we, you and I, who are doing it right, mm-hmm. have to deal with that. Yeah. Like, well, I saw an infomercial where I drink 17 shakes a day and I lose 20 pounds in a week. Right. You're and then like, if I get good at it, I can sell it to other people. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good old pyramid scam. Yeah. It's so true. But it's, dude, it's out of control. Uh, I mean, it, it, I'll be honest, man. It is the most challenging thing oh, that, yeah. I have, that I have come across. Doing it right. Especially, yeah. I mean, doing it right is easy. But building a business and doing it right yeah, is, is it's challenging. It is so change. 
It is. I mean, I'll be honest. My integrity is important to me, but it gets tempting sometimes. Dude, I get it. But the minute the minute you choose to do something wrong, yep. it's going to screw Dude, you over later I on. I totally get but it. But it is, man. It's hard to say, look, I promise yes. you, if you continue increasing your food to build muscle yep. for the next three months, I promise you, yep. you'll get in that place. And like you said, if, they don't, if they're not committed in the first place, it's not going to work no, out well. 100%. It's, it's crazy. Dude, we do. I was like, I'm glad we're talking about this because like, dude, it's December and it's coming, people. Yep. It's do not do it. Yeah, it's one hundred percent coming. All that is coming. And do another thing with the Instagram that drives me nuts is the especially with the females. Like, look, just because this one hundred thirty pound blonde girl right. was born with this massive butt in right. the first place, or first place, or probably has yes. implants, right? That doesn't mean that their workout is the best workout yes, ever. Exactly. It's, it's out of control. I think. I mean, if I were to say something to people, it just do your do your homework. Yeah. Do your homework and and shop around. Dude, and figure so, out what's best for and you. And there's so much good information out there now. Right, dude. Use the freaking internet. I'm not. I'm not. And when I tell people all this stuff, I'm like, don't even come to me. I don't even care if no, you come to me. Find the find the best dude, information you can. There's if you're in Northern Colorado, dude. There is so many good nutritionists up here, and mm-hmm. like you know, like trainers and stuff. Like just find the right ones that are doing it right, right. and go to those people. Yep. Don't go to freaking Weight Watchers anymore. No. Stop. And the, yeah, and the thing is too. As 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 a business, be, all ships rise together. Yeah, all ships. Yes. To think that we Great need to saying. be a competition and take one client from this next person to make sure they don't get ours yep. is absurd. Yep, there are way too many people out there that need to be served. Yep. And if we if we don't all work together to do that, we're doing honestly An society. Yeah, yes. a disservice. It's yep. ridiculous. Oh, and, and that's why the like I follow the people that I follow and love. Right, mm-hmm. like a perfect example is Mark Bell. Dude, that dude is giving away all the free information. Yep. That guy built a free gym yep. that's like 20,000 square feet. Did he really? And it's just it's just open to the public for free. Wow. And it's because he's he wants to truly help people and give out all the information he can give out. Right. Like, dude, that's what it's all about. Right. Like, dude, there's good information on the internet. Find it. Yep. Like, stop taking the shortcut. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I tried. I was the worst case. I tried every short. Name it. I did it. Starving myself, you know, like bulimia. I, I did all of it. It none of it yeah. worked until I got my food under control, mm-hmm. and then started training properly, mm-hmm. and then became consistent. Yep. And it's like then you know, like dude, that eighteen months was a blur compared to, compared to me walking around morbidly obese for twelve years. Yep. I was just gonna say that. I mean, if you that that's the thing. People need to understand that. Sure, a year. From now to right now, it might feel like a long time. Yeah. But if you, like you did, if you take a year it, to do it the right way, it's a bleep. To be patient, it's one, yep. it's going to blow by. Yep. Two, you're going to have the rest of your life to accomplish more feats because you know how to do it the right way yes, now. Exactly. Versus wasting 10 years doing a bunch of dip, wrong things. Yep. You know, it's, it's a complete game changer. And and, and I, I really push, like, you know, I, I, I hope that people go to the right people, but more than anything, like, don't just go to this like to have like a hand leading you. Go to it for hand leading you, but also ask a billion questions. Oh my gosh, seriously! Dude, like if you if you're going to work with Adam, ask him ten questions a day and write down all those notes because this is you're not just paying people like us to, you Tell know, you just come do. get the help and then you, you, we don't want you to rely on us forever. Right. If I'm giving you that little of information where you think you have to stay with me for life, I'm not doing my job. Absolutely right. Like I want you to come to me for a year, maybe two. Learn how to train, learn how to eat properly, yep. learn nutrition, and then you're like, I can do this on my own. Right. And the only time I want you coming back is if you have a whole new goal to reach yes. and you're not exactly sure how to get there. Exactly. That's it. That's it. It's ridiculous. So it's like it's like people like educate yourself. Don't right. just pay top dollar to work with a good nutritionist or trainer just to like be there in the moment and then that's it. It's like mm-hmm. Groundhog's Day when you walk mm-hmm. out the door. Mm-hmm. Dude, ask questions. Yeah. You and need I mean, to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about that too. The t- the investment. It's 
I think a lot of people will complain and, and they'll they'll bitch and moan and it's oh man it's so expensive oh, yeah, I can't okay. make that investment. Okay. It's like all right and I'll I'll get rid of it. Let's talk about your five hundred dollar car payment for yeah. a car that you can't afford <laughs> exactly. and you don't freaking need and you're using it to impress people you yeah. don't even care about. Yeah. Let's talk about the three hundred dollars a month you have to subscriptions that you probably haven't yep. used. Yep. Um, let's talk about the whatever meals how many meals you eat out eating out cost your coffee yeah. that you get I At mean Starbucks dude, five dollars a cup yes. If you do, even if you go three times a week, that's yes. ridiculous. And to say that I'm going to spend a year changing my health and I'm going to spend, dude, even $300 a month. Yeah. It's $300 a month nothing. is nothing. Well, let's go beyond that. Let's talk about pharmaceuticals. Yes. Let's Seriously. talk about that. How, yeah. about, how about you just keep eating like an asshole and get insanely fat and right. then go and start paying for doctor copays and then start paying for freaking medication because your blood pressure is through the roof and you can't move. Yeah. Let's talk about like all the knee braces that you have to buy because your fat ass can't walk around and stay healthy. Dude, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. That's expensive. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's go the opposite way. How about you just do a little investment on yourself mm-hmm. the right way for a year? That's and nothing. See, and the and the thing is, man, it's you just got to sit down and look at your finances. Yeah, dude, that's it. it and that, but nobody does. Like no. you know, everybody, n- not to get on a financial tangent, but everybody's just like spending money, swiping cards, yep. not keeping track of yep. things. Same thing they do with their food. Yep. They're eating it, but not keeping track. Dude, and then they're exactly, wondering where the bro. freaking heck is my money? I yeah. don't have money to spend on a trainer. I don't have, also, if you want to have something that is going to impact your health, go to a good personal trainer yeah. and get three sessions. Yes. And learn yes. six different movements. That's it. It'll benefit you like crazy. That's it. It's insane. And I hope no one's getting mad at me that I'm calling people fat asses. I lived no, it. You're fine. Okay? So I was one, and I still am currently one. Just like a little under control. That's it. Okay? So nobody oh, get upset man. out there. Because I'm the reason I stress that and get so amped up on it is because I do not want people to make my yeah. freaking mistake. Absolutely. Dude, when I, see, when I go to a commercial gym and I see like that freaking kid walking around that's like 19, he's kind of overweight, and he's just like doing one set on every machine. Yeah. Dude, I'm just like, I need to go talk to him. I know. I need to go talk to him. And because it's me. That was me. I've saved one. I say I found this one kid at Gold's and I could tell that he just wanted to get better. And I ended up just going up to him and talking to him like, hey man, like, dude, like you're living my life. Like I you need to let me help you. I'm like, just think about it, get back to me. Dude, I had that dude down 30 pounds in a year and he started doing powerlifting meets. He's a freaking monster. Love it. Love it. That's it freaking awesome. Saved him. That's and I was awesome. like, dude, he didn't go down my road. Like that's what it's all about. Yeah. So it's like, man, I wasted so much time. It's crazy to think about. I wasted so much time. Yeah, and but people I, are worried about giving up six months to a year. Did too. you know? Did you know? Like, what, so when you went to college, what did you go to school? What did you study? Uh, I studied um, a lot. I studied business at first. Then I changed to uh, health and exercise science. Okay. And then at the same time, so I at an early age, too. you kind of knew that you wanted to go down that road and help people. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so I didn't. You know, it took me until I was 31 to figure out, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I went through the process, mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to save people. Like, I need, I don't want people to go through what I just went through. Right. Like, so that's what kind of got, you know, I, so I got in kind of late, you know, mm-hmm. like, I've really only been doing this for, you know, three, four yeah. years now. Which is crazy. I mean, going, you know, continuing down that road, it's crazy how much, I think passion is a little bit overused, but I mean, it's crazy how much of an impact it has on the things that you do in life. Yeah. And I was... When I was in school and I had business, I mean, I changed from business to exercise science because the first class I had my, my sophomore year, my <laughs> professor said, hey, if you're in this because you don't know what you want to do, get out. I was like, sweet. <laughs> Later. Glad I, glad I wasted my first year. Uh, and then I went to exercise science because of that because I thought, well, you know, I lifted weights in high school, which, as we talked about, was a joke. Yeah. And uh, I play baseball in college, right. so I'm sure it can't be too challenging. So there was, like, no purpose or passion behind it. Um, and then I 
when I transferred to CSU, I dropped that and graduated with a Spanish degree because that was my, that was my fastest Do road out. You speak out. Spanish? Yeah. What? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, that's, so that's awesome. That's my that was my fastest way out, man. That's I mean, so it cool. was. And you live in the whitest state in America. <laughs> 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 the whitest site in the whitest city. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I did that. But then it wasn't until because I was um, once I stopped playing baseball, I had to go lift some weights yeah. and have some way to entertain myself and you know get my mind off of my depression from not playing baseball anymore. And my dad was a bodybuilder. Doesn't that transition suck? It's the, the worst thing ever, dude. It's, it's the worst thing. Do you ever. remember your last game? Uh, yeah, dude, I do too. Yeah, I didn't know it was gonna be my last, but oh, I still do. That's messed up. I still up. do. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, it sucked, man. But I mean, there's a whole identity crisis that happens yeah. there. You know, so my dad was a bodybuilder, and he we went to the, we grew up in the gym all the time. Dude, dad was a beast. Yeah, I remember seeing a picture. I think you posted a while back. Yeah, he was. was, like, dude, was he did was, he have his pro card? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. He okay. might have. I'm not sure, but dude, huh. he was a, he was a hoss, man. Yeah, he was, he was a mon- he was a monster. But um, so he took me there all the time just to get my mind off of it, and uh, it wasn't until then where I like started changing my body and seeing change, and then I'm like. I'm, I like this. Maybe yeah. I should discover some sort of personal training yeah. thing. And it wasn't until then, until I went through it, right? where it's like, okay, I, there's there's real value in here. And going back to what you said about, or what your buddy said about, you know, seeing change in your life, yeah. your your relationships, yeah. your health, your family, whatever. I mean, it's so true. Yeah. It's um, wild, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. When did you, uh, I want, when did you get into kettlebells, kettlebell training, some kettlebell? <laughs> <ball? laughs> so I kind of like them a little bit. Yeah. I have one Just a little bit. tattooed on my neck. Sure. People are like, I do. So I was, I remember I was at the airport like three or four months ago, and some guy was sitting next to me, and I could tell he was in pretty good shape. Right. But he just like glanced over, and he's like, "Hey, man, I gotta ask you." I was like, yeah, "What's up?" He's like, "Is that a fucking kettlebell tattooed on your neck?" I was like, "Yeah, it is." <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, so good." <laughs> some people think I'm an idiot. Whatever, I don't care. It changed my life because that's when, um, like, I started doing powerlifting. Okay. And I was like, I love powerlifting. Right. 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 But it was, I think it was mainly because I was still fat at that point, and I was just lifting heavy weights because I was a big dude. Okay, you know? gotcha. Um, and so, and then I realized, like, everything I was kind of, like, looking into, I noticed that, like, kettlebells were kind of, like, intermingling with powerlifting a little bit just because of the hinge position uh-huh. with deadlifting and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh, I wonder if I should start incorporating some of that stuff. And so I started just learning the Russian swing from Pavel, the man, you know, that he's the king of kettlebells. Uh-huh. And I was like... I started swinging, and I was like, dude, this is fun. This is pretty cool. I like the, like, because it kind of reminded me of football a little bit. Like, oh. it's explosive. It's explosive, and you can get lost in the flow, too. Dude. It's therapeutic. And that just started with me. Like, I, I really wanted to master, like, the hard style stuff first. Uh-huh. So, when I started getting into it, I'm like, I'm like, oh, wait, there's other moves? I'm like, what else can I do? I'm like, the Turkish skill, I'm going to learn that. So, I learned that, and I'm like, that's badass. And then I, and I was like, oh, like, this is what it feels like to love, a, like, a, a type of exercise. Like I didn't. I, then I realized I didn't love powerlifting. I just liked it. It was right. cool. I liked deadlifting and stuff. It was fun. Uh-huh. I love bench pressing naturally because I'm a dude. Right. Um. And then, but then I was like, I love kettlebells. So, um, the gym that I was working at at the time, um, one of the trainers there who now works here, Brayley, she's one of yeah, my yeah. best friends. Um, me and Brayley ended up starting training together for to go take our strong first. Oh. And because we just were like we kind of seeked out like what's the Harvard of kettlebell certifications and it's like. Pop. That's also gonna kill me. Right. We we didn't know. We didn't oh, know at that no. point, dude. We had no idea. So we're like, okay, Pavel is running strong first. Like it's the real deal. And so we're like, we're gonna go to strong first. We're gonna go to strong first. And so we trained for I wish B was here to answer this. I wanna say six weeks straight of just kettlebell work. And so we had to master of the six hard style movements. So the three ballistic, it's our swing, clean, and snatch. And then the grinding movements are the Turkish get-up, goblet squat, and overhead press. Okay. So that's all we did for six weeks. We stopped everything else and just started training for the strong first. 
And so, yeah, dude, we, uh, <laughs> we knew it was going to be challenging. I was aware of this. Right. Um, because they were actually doing, I, I don't, I don't know if it was strong friends necessarily or just Pavel, but he started doing like some like serious, like military training. Okay. So I knew this thing was kind of run military esque. So I knew it was going to be pretty strict. Right. And so, yeah, we go down to the strong first comes to Denver. Me and her have to, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 10 hours a day. And so, and you think about that, like, and so think about that, right? We only were learning kettlebell movement for three days. CrossFit trainers and owners learn every movement on the planet in three days. Right. We just learned kettlebells. That was it. Right. So we go down there, dude, after the first day, we were driving home and we just looked at each other and we're like, oh shit, we're screwed. Like, dude, we're about to get wrecked. Yeah. Woke up the next day. I've never felt like that in my life. I literally, like, my fingers were sore. Like, my ankles were sore. Like, I was so sore. Like, just from doing all of those movements over and over and what, learning them properly. What is the, what is the, what do you have to go through to the so, physical test? So, the physical test, so at the so end, so it's jacked up because they make you do all the training on Friday, Saturday, and then half of the day on Sunday, you're still training, and then you test physical out. Test. So, you're just, like, obliterated. Right. Really, the only thing that pushes you through is the adrenaline. Okay. So the test is, it's so freaking intimidating, dude. So there, I mean, I want to say there's 45 of us probably there at that cert. Okay. Maybe half past. Whoa. Yeah. The, the really? failure rate was out of control. And so, dude, dude, when I showed up, there was like some jacked monsters showing up. And I'm like, oh man, this guy's going to kill this thing. Dude, tapped out on Saturday. Because they were just like, can't do it. Like they were just getting eaten up. And I was wow. like, oh, man, I'm like, I'm in for it. Like, if these guys can't do it, I'm right. screwed. Well, I did it, which is awesome. Right. So, um, yeah, so you go through all this crazy training, and then they just freaking line you up on the wall. <laughs> so everyone's against the wall, and just, like, three instru- head instructors come out, um, and they're just there with a clipboard, bro, and they're just like, Zach Whitmer, please come forward. You're just like, Fuck. No way. Dead, dead silent. Oh. You can hear a pin drop in that gym. And it was just me and three other people, maybe four other people are just there. And you're just standing there with a kettlebell in front of you. And they're just like five perfect single arm swings. And they're just sitting there waiting. And you just have to nail it. Boom, boom, boom. Hit five. You put it down. It had, the kettlebell has to sit upright when you're done. Everything has to be very military, very right, strict and right. done. You stand up. Perfect. You step back. Then they're like five or the one Turkish get up each side. And you're just like, okay. Lay down. Press it up overhead. Just you have to be so robotic on your movement. Boom, uh-huh. boom, just hit it perfectly. Lay down, set the kettlebell down, hug it, you know, roll over properly, stand up, step away. And they're just sitting there just like, and you're like, what are you writing right now? You know? <laughs> and so you go through that. And then the very freaking final thing is 100 snatches in a five-minute period. That's your test out. So you have to hit 100 overhead snatches with a kettlebell in five minutes or you fail. Oh my god. Dude, gosh. it was just rowdy. Like, dude, people's arms were just like just blood pouring down people's forearms because their hands were just tearing from the whole weekend of kettlebell work. And so I crushed it. And but I the cool this is the coolest part. Is that I tested twice the snatch test before I went. Uh-huh. So I knew I could do it. I was but it was scary because I was testing out, I was hitting hundred and like four fifty-eight. Two seconds to spare. And I was like, dude, I'm like I don't know if I'm going to pass right. because I just got my ass kicked. That, that was the comfort of my own gym, you know? So I'm like, dude, I'm going to get my ass kicked for two and a half days and then have to do that. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. 
And so luckily they called me first to do it and I crushed it in like 4.15. Like just the adrenaline, I was yep. just like flying. Yep. So, but the scary thing was is that B never did it in training with me. And I was like, dude, I hope she passes <sighs> this thing. I was like so nervous for her. And we had our rep scheme down. We were doing 15 per side. So you go 15 right, 15 left, 15 right, 15 left. That was 60. You'd put it down, shake it out, go 10, 10, 10, 10. So it's four sets of 15, four sets of 10. So she was going to do the same rep scheme that I've been doing. And so she starts, bro, she crushes the 60 in like a minute and 40. I was just like, yes, no put a bow on it. I mean, she was like cracking up because she knew she had it in the bag after that point. Right, yeah, right. so she ended up crushing it at like 430 or something like that. Wow. Yeah, so she passed it and killed it. So, yeah, man, it was rowdy, rowdy. So after that, I was like, dude, I'm in all kettlebells all the time, man. And so that's, awesome. that's what I fell in love with. That's what amps me up to get into the gym every day. Um, and then just down the road of just mastering. I don't even want to say I'm mastering. I hate saying that. Like, I'm still working. On, like, my right. swing is still a work in progress, and I do it every day. Uh-huh. Um, but when we got trained by one of the top dudes, like, there's some kettlebell elitists out there that are going to say, like, oh, this trainer that I went to is the best. I'm sorry, people, but if you're not going to Pavel, Zar Horton is the man. He's right underneath Pavel. Like, he's the dude for Strong First. Okay. And Zar taught me and Braley. Like, I was there with him. Wow. Like, dude, he is the man. And so that was our coach. And that's who that was our trainer. And so we got to learn from the best. That is sweet. Super cool. And Where so, was that here in Colorado? Yeah, it was in okay. Denver. Okay. And so, yeah, so I just, I've been doing the hard style stuff, uh, you know, for a couple years at that point. And then I found, like, uh, Marcus from Onnit, who's the yeah, head yeah. flow instructor. And then he does flow specialty stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I got, I got the hard stuff style, you know, down, the hard style stuff. I'm like, let me start, like, messing around with some flow. And, like, now I'm just, like, crushing flow. Like, mm-hmm. I rarely do the hard style stuff. I do it in my classes just to keep it simple for my members. Uh-huh. But uh, me and Braley have been doing, like, some flow videos lately and stuff, like, together. Yeah, like, I synchronized. saw it. Dude, I saw one recently. And I was like, that is It's sick. cool. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, we've been having a lot of fun doing it. And so um, it's funny, too, because, like, people watch, like, the ones that are, like, super, like, like explosive and quick. And people are like, how many takes did that take? And we're like, that one was two. And then the ones that are like slow and grinding and kind of have like off timing stuff, like those are the hard ones. Like yep. where we have to shoot like six, seven times. Yep. People are like, oh, that looks easy. I'm like, does it? Go ahead and give it a shot. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, man, I'm just oh, like, uh, I'm just, my Instagram, Kettlebell Chaos. I just, I try to get up. Uh, shameless plug. Shameless plug. I try to get up uh, one, like I try to do like one kettlebell workout program a week for free so it's all on there and then me and b just mess around and do some right. flow stuff okay so yeah that's that's my life as the kettlebell awesome. man yeah. so what's what's up and coming for you next year like what do you i mean are you are you a resolution person are you a goal person eh. for 2019 what are you what are you working on health-wise life-wise what's going on so health-wise so i've been doing the vertical diet yeah which has been awesome for me because i love eating steak so i was it works gonna out. say talk, talk to me through that because i i know full well that you're aware that you can put any sort of diet name on food oh yeah for sure and it's 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 eating healthy with yeah. the vertical diet name. Right. So, so what moved you to do that? So I like it because, so A, I've been following Stan Efferding since I got into this whole deal. Right. Because I saw a 50-year-old dude that's jacked out of his mind, and I was dude's like, insane. he's doing something right. Right. You know, and then not only that, like his business ventures, like he's got the cooler, and he's got, you know, just everything. He's just uh-huh. rolling. He's a smart dude. Uh-huh. And I love how he talks. Like, dude, it sounds like he's reading a book. Uh-huh. He's so, he just speaks so well, and I just love that about him. So um, when Stan... Well, the thing that caught my attention about the vertical diet is that, like, there was all these, like, super athletes, like, in CrossFit and Strongman and, 
you know, name the sport, bodybuilding, whatever, that were always, like, finishing, like, in that weird, like, every year they're finishing, like, top three to five range of, like, you know, ranking. Okay. And then all of a sudden they start working a stand, and then they're number one. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thor, the strong man, you know? Right, like, right. dude, that dude cannot take out Brian Shaw, starts doing the vertical diet with efforting, wins. It's like, whoa. Like, what's going on? Like, something's going on. I forget the name of the girls that were doing the CrossFit. But, yeah. you know, they're finishing, like, third and fourth the last two years, start working with Stan Wynn. It's like, what is up? Like, what is happening right now? So I start diving into the vertical diet, and it's like, dude, it's like, we're not just working on the macros anymore. We're working on the micros. Right. And I've yep. never done that. Uh, I've always just That been, is the downside about the macro stuff. Yeah, you get right. so focused and yes. validated on the macros, you kind of forget about the micros. Totally. You know, like, you just know that you need to get some green vegetables, but it's right. like... When you're just, like, trying to hit your macros, like, a lot of the time, vegetables get pushed to the wayside. Yep, yep. So, um, so I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I have gut health issues. Okay. This is, this is gut health issues. Right. I'm like, okay, interesting. So then I start reading. I'm like, I get to eat steak and jasmine rice and spinach and carrots pretty much all day. I'm like, that's awesome. I can do that. Uh-huh. And then it's like, and then I love orange juice. Orange juice is the drink for kidney health. Like, that's where we're going to be drinking a couple times a day. Um, and just weird stuff that you never think about, like, you know, like, like cranberry juice, like the iodine on cranberry juice uh-huh. and like thyroid stimulation. Yep. It's like, what? You know, so it's like stuff like that you never think about. And Stan's just a smart motherfucker mm-hmm. and he just has it dialed with a certain grouping of foods and it's like, his saying that he said that really stood out to me is that I eat foods that like me, not foods that I like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that makes sense to me. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, so I'm like week five right now, I'm down eight pounds. Okay. I look. What about health wise? How are you feeling? Dude, unreal. Um, my joint inflammation's gone way down. Um, my cravings have gone down. I am super excited to eat food every meal. Yeah, I'm just I'm eating like tri-tip and ground sirloin. Yeah, what about your gut and like digestion? Everything's like awesome. I was having all kinds of weird things going on. Okay, you know, and it's just like and like I don't feel gassy anymore. Yep. Um, you know, just like I don't, I don't know. I just I, I feel overall better. I guess you know a piece of it could be placebo effect. You know, but oh, it's also just getting your diet in check. So and I'm super amped up because I got him to come to the gym. Yeah, I'm that's so, so freaking sweet. Excited. So you know, and I, 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 I still use it to hit macros. You know, sure. just through the foods that he recommends. Um, and I now I've been talking to a lot of my members about it because some of my members talk about gut health issues. Right. I'm like, cool. I'm like, this helped me. Right. Like this, you can do this. What are the fats you're eating? Uh, mainly for my steak. Okay. And so you know, and then like I, I get some from my salmon at night. Okay. And then if I'm like a little short, I'll use like avocado oil to cook my salmon in. Yeah. Um, or I'll just add it to my rice, which is really good. Oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah, really good. It's so good. And so, um, yeah, so I'll just go. That's usually the only one that I need to cover up a little bit, like, to help with some, like, avocado oil, olive oil, if I want to change up the flavor a little bit. Right. Um, that's about it. Because that is the one macro that falls behind eating that stuff. The fat, yeah. Yeah. Because you got, I mean, you got your carbs and protein easily covered. Yep, easy. Obviously, the the uh, spinach and the carrots, I mean, yep. that's, you're not going to see that change anything. Right, right. right. You get a lot more fiber, but. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, cool. it's been great, dude. Yeah, so when I, I been kind of just preaching to it a little bit about my, you know, my member Samson runs it a little bit on and off. Carrie Ann runs it. Okay. And I'm like, so the coaches are doing it. We all feel great. Good. And I was like, so, um, I was like, I wonder if I can get them to come here. Is that even a possibility? So Instagram, bro. It's, yeah. cr- it's crazy. When you that texted me, I'm like, how yeah. in the world? Dude, everyone's saying that. They're like, dude, how'd you get his number? I was like, dude, I messaged him on Instagram. And I literally said that we're a nutrition first facility. I was like, I've been talking to my members about it. I think it'd be awesome if it came from your mouth and you talked to him about, because it goes beyond that. It goes about sleep and everything else. Sure, it goes deep yeah. on all that stuff. Right. And so I was like, I was like, hey man, just thought it'd be cool. He has like a million Instagram followers. I'm like, he's not going to respond to me. Dude, 90 seconds. Oh my God. He's like, hey, call me. 
I was like, what? I was like, this is crazy. So I tried to play it cool. My guy asked Dan, hey, what's up? This is Zach. And I'm like shaking. And I was like, hey, man, I'm like, I think it'd be awesome. And he was like, let's book it. I'll do it. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> that was it. No way. Yeah, so he's coming February wild, 2nd. Man. Yeah, I'm excited, sick. man. It's, it's filling up quick. I think we're, I, I'm going to cap it. I think I'm only going to allow 20 more people to come. Okay. Because it's only 50 bucks. Okay. Can't beat that. Right. And so, yeah, he's going to go through the benefits of that, you know, and then obviously rolling into your training and right. recovery and gut health and da-da-da. So it's pretty cool. I'm excited. Good. So you're working through that. You're working through that vertical diet. Training-wise, what are things looking like right now for you? <sighs> Dude, it's been weird, man, because we have a powerlifting meet coming up January 12th. Okay. And it's a non-sanctioned meet. It's just kind of something I do for fun to help the community. Like, people that want to get into powerlifting but are scared to do a sanctioned meet, this takes all the stress off. Because you show up, our friends Jason and Rachel Wood, they, like, help you with the rules. And, right. you know, it's not so stressful. And, you know, it's good for people that are running, like, an 8 to 12-week program, you know, to come and hit a PR in that setting, other than just being in the gym by yourself and hoping that you hit a deadlift PR. Uh-huh. Like, when that adrenaline's going and there's 100 people sitting there watching you, it changes everything. So, yeah, we're running that. So, I'm running – so, I, I wrote the powerlifting program. My whole gym's doing it. It's freaking awesome. Everyone's loving it. We have nine members competing in it, which is cool. Oh, wow. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to compete. I'll do it with you guys. And, you know, I'm going to do the whole program with you. Dude, I am unhappy. I am unhappy doing barbell work. Because you just miss your kettlebells. Miss my kettlebells. Um, I'm just, I have a, you know, I, I still have the torn labor in my hip. So squatting is very yeah. unpleasant. Right. You know, I'm forcing myself through it. Luckily, no, actually, this morning was the first time I felt pretty good. Good. Um, but, you know, it's like, dude, we're doing like back squat paired with front squat. Oh. <laughs> my hip is like, what are you doing uh-huh. right now? Um, the upper body stuff's cool. I'm, I, I never have an issue with that. Shoulders health is super great and everything. But, dude, I'm just like, I might be retiring from barbell work after this. Just love your kettlebells too much. Dude, I just love them. And it's just like, I just love flow. And I just want to, like, do explosive movement and uh-huh. stay mobile. Right. You know? And so, yeah, I'm just like, this might be the end of it for me. I love coaching it. Sure. I think I'm pretty good at coaching it. Yep. Um, but as far as doing it, I'm like, might be the end. Uh-huh. I'd rather do, like kettlebell floor presses than bench press right you know i'd rather do a turkish get up you know i'd rather do overhead presses with my kettlebells i'd rather mm-hmm. do swings instead of an rdl with a barbell mm-hmm. so yeah it might be the end of the road and i might just triple down as gary v says down on my kettlebell stuff okay. and just get after it big time okay nice, and, it's, man. and i've been just kind of growing my instagram like organically yeah not being that weird like teenage kid who's trying to add seven thousand people a day and hopefully <laughs> people fall back and then i delete them sure <laughs> right 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 unfollow unfollow yeah. unfollow exactly yeah how's so, that how's that been going what do you i mean is there a goal with your with that instagram account no or? i just want to you know make people look at a look at kettlebell work the right way uh-huh um because there is some dude i had a yeah you don't have to tell I had me. a shit show the other day oh no quick story i i'm not going to mention the name ifbb pro oh, no. Th- this person posts a video of them doing kettlebell swings Tell me. Dumpster fire. I was like, are you kidding me? They have like 20,000 followers. Like, they're a personal trainer on top of it. that's the problem, man. When you have those people that have that limelight limelight on Instagram, they can do whatever they want. People are going to be like, all right, this is legit. Dude, the comments were like, awesome, trying this today. I'm like, no, don't do it. So I'm like, how can I approach this cool? And I don't know why I thought this person would be humble by any means, you know? So I met coolest message ever. I'm like, hey, came across your Instagram. So I did this kettlebell swing, like pretty close. Like there's just some little tweaks that we can do. I I think it'd be awesome if I came down to Denver and we shot a video together of like me teaching you and like it would show some humility on your end that you're still learning. Sure. And it would be cool to get like a before and after. Like, what do you think? Responds, no, I think I got this. Like, that, you don't <laughs> at all. And then they tell me that they were doing it like that on pur- purpose for shoulder activation. All right. 
Kettlebell swings have nothing no to do with shoulders. your shoulders. Yeah. It's all, all hip drive yeah. and glutes and hamstrings. Okay. Shoulders. Ha- your shoulders and arms are literally a guide so the kettlebell doesn't go through the freaking ceiling. Yep. That's it. Yep. So you were wrong again, my dear. So I was just like, cool. I'm like, I don't know why I thought this person would have any humility right. at all in their body. Dude, if I was doing an arm workout and an IFBB pro messaged me and I was like, hey, man, sorry, workout. It was pretty cool. But I'd, I think it'd be cool if I came and did a video with you on doing like an arm workout. I'd be like, I'm at the gym right now. Can you come now? Right. Like, exactly. let's do this. Yeah. Like, I'd be so amped. Right. So it's like, dude, like, just have the mentality when you're training that you always have a white belt. Yep. And learning. Some people don't, man. But that's, that's just the way it is. That's know, just the way sad. it is. It's fine. Yeah, it is what it is. Life business-wise, what do you got going on? Uh, just trying to blow pursuit up, bro. Yeah. Just trying to do it the right way. Me, Sam, and Samson are just grinding. So we have some exciting stuff coming up. Uh, the weightlifting team is getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Cooper is the man. Mm-hmm. Like talk about yeah, a dude. Yeah, seems like things have been going well for you. Dude, talk that. about a dude that just triples down on his passion. Like that guy is all weightlifting. That's awesome. All the time, and his team is just like mopping up. Good. Like, they're awesome. It's all chicks. It's That's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so that um, we're doing some build out stuff on the gym. So okay. we're gonna be buying some new equipment and switching some stuff up. Nice. I'm um, just trying to maximize our space. Um, and then, um, I'm here full time now, which is okay. weird. That's right. It's awesome and weird. Is this a brand new transition? Brand new transition. Okay. just happened two months ago. Wow. So like, I have just a bunch of private clients now and Sweet, I have this weird, like empty spot in the middle of my day. I'm like, what do I do? Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I'm here full time and it's awesome, man. We're just trying to line things up here and just have a Good. big January and just keep growing this yeah. thing. Um, what about, what about just life? I mean, what interest do you have outside of fitness, health? And I mean, obviously fatherhood is, you yeah. know, something you're pursuing. And yeah. Me and my girlfriend were awesome. We have this like straight Brady bunch thing going on. We nice. have like a bunch of kids that all came together. So there's a nice. bunch of us. So yeah, she's a big part of my focus right now. Okay. Um, and just our family Good. and just, you know, making all that work and be happy and healthy. And, um, yeah, man, just waiting for my muscle car to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That would be a ride, dude. I want to ride in that oh, thing. Oh, I will pick you up. Perfect. I will pick Perfect. you up. I love yeah, it. I okay, want you good. to ride in my current one. Okay. And then I'll pick you up in the other one. I'm 100% yeah, down Yeah, it would be that. awesome. I love it, dude. Yeah, so that's it, man. I just keep it simple. Like, you know, a lot of people, I think, are just like, they have this like big like, oh, in two months I want to be here. I don't really live that life. Right. I'm kind of like, I woke up today. That's a good start. You know what I'm saying? And like, let's just crush today. It's, dude, it, it gets challenging living yeah. in a moment like that. But when you do it, it's super rewarding. I love like, it. I was watching this uh, this video that my parents found on millennials and how we're just like so bad. I don't know what the age range is for millennials, yeah. but um, just. Wouldn't you be in that group? Yeah, I'm in that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Gen um, X. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm in that group. And uh, just how we're so bad about being in the moment because we're constantly worried about who's texting us, yep. what we have to dude. do next, when's our phone, yep. what, what is our phone alarming us about. Yep. But it's, I mean, dude, like, one thing I'm working on is, I'm going to start working on at least, is trying to charge my phone outside of my room, over, like, oh, overnight. I like that. Um, and How are you going to wake up, though? You know, I know that's your alarm. I'll, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I'll buy an alarm clock. Get that G-Shock. That's right. Oh, you already have one. I have one. Oh, I have you. one. Yeah, you're, you're I'll, buy, I'll buy an alarm clock if I need to. But, yeah. I mean, I've done that before, like, on days I don't need an alarm clock. Yeah. And it, it's just, I don't know, man, I just wake up, I'm more present. I don't have, like, this... Good feeling of stress, knowing yep. that I need to check my phone. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy, man. It, living life like that is so much better. Dude, I love but, it. I mean, our life is, it makes it challenging. Dude, you, you never, you never know. Dude, we could all be wiped out tomorrow. Yeah, You know what I'm true. saying? And like, honestly, I have no issue with that. <laughs> like, dude, I've done some crazy stuff in yeah. 35 years. Like, yep. dude, my life has been unreal. So it's like, 
It's a good place to be. I really don't care. Yeah, one day at a time, man. Yeah, dude, I'm happy. Like, good. dude, I lived it. I lived it up the last, you know, 35 years, like, all the best ways. That's awesome. And I have yeah. the best people around me. I have the best family. Like, dude, I'm just a lucky dude. Good. So, yeah, just day by day, man, I wake up and I just look at the task at hand and com- hopefully complete and then set a better one the next day and then good. just keep moving forward. I love it, man. Well, thanks for being on the show, dude. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, it was so much I'm fun. I'm actually surprised that we got through so clean because I thought we were going to make fun of BOSU balls for an hour straight. <laughs> we, we didn't even mention I BOSU know. balls, Me man. and Adam, literally, I would say 99.9% of our text messages back and forth making are just fun making balls. fun of BOSU balls. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to your next Kettlebell Chaos video with BOSU balls in it. Oh, dude, that one, I, that one kind of erupted. You know what's sad? It'd go viral. Oh, it was. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dude, that one has more comments on anything I've ever done. Had Shut more the page down. views than I've ever had. Like, it was just hilarious. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, it's crazy. So where, where can people find you right now? Uh, Instagram, Kettlebell Chaos. Okay, um, any underscore or just all one? All one thing, okay. I believe, yes. Kettlebell Chaos. Um, and then if you are in northern Colorado, um, I am a co-owner of the beautiful Pursuit Nutrition Training Center. There you go. So... Uh, no, it is underscore. You're right. It's kettlebell underscore chaos. Good thing we fixed that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So kettlebell, not ball. Kettlebell, yes. Not cattles, balls. <laughs> Cattle balls, cannonballs, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so we own uh, Pursuit Nutrition Training Center. We do everything under one roof. So it's nutrition. You get a nutrition coach. Uh, we have a beautiful facility that has all the weights that you want, as little cardio machines as possible, because we want you to build muscle. Um, and then, yeah, we're all over Instagram with that thing. Um, so we do like just a lot of online stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. So it's fun, man. Good. Right on. Life's good. I appreciate you, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks, man. Bye. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom-tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast. Thank you.